Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast in this, the year of our Lord 2021. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> Just about, barely, fellas. By the skin or of the, our teeth. Or the yeah. world ended. The world. And we just don't know it because we pre-recorded this. The world Ooh, is... Have, oh, have we pre-recorded it? I thought this was live. Ooh. Uh, but yes, welcome. You made it. Hopefully, or partially, who knows. But we are The Super Show and we are a gaming podcast. They don't take ourselves too seriously. And we've been going for a year, which is fucking yes. mental to me. But hey, I'm appreciative of all the listens and all the views. We are friends. Anyway, uh, I am. Uh, it's a very special occasion to those listening. Uh, if you're listening on a podcasting platform of your choice, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, fucking Deezer, Stitcher, whatever. Uh, or if you're watching on YouTube, of course, uh, youtube.com, go into the search bar, type in Super Show, it'll, it'll wow. show up. You're really uh, breaking this down for the first time. I know, I know. You know what? It's, it's a new year, making sure that everyone's on the same page. But we're making history today because today I have two... Two very special guests. Uh, the first time that they've been on. Uh, I'm talking about uh, Jamie Jones and Alex McCulloch. How you doing, fellas? Hi, the new. I thought you were going to try and do me for a second there, that I realised it was just Scottish, and I was marginally just, less offended. Now I don't generic. know what I'm going to do. Mm. So Cyberpunk's not even that bad. Like, the glitches are fine. You know, I haven't seen any glitches. It runs at 300 frames a second. I don't know what uh, they're talking about. That's like me making oh, Chris's arguments. Okay. <laughs> that was my uh, Alex Jones impression. Everyone. That was very impressive. Very, Thank very you for impressive. coming yeah. to my TED Talk. Oh, now um, I feel like I need to do Jamie. Okay, here you go. Hello, everyone. Thank you for watching us. Oh, yeah. You both what, make what, me sound like you, a dog. What do you mean? If you ever oh, say a word against Rockstar for Red Dead Redemption 2, I, 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 I will come and bite your face off and kick you like a dog. <laughs> I don't know when in my head Jamie it was like Jamie became like a dog. It was it about like, oh, it was about yeah. nine months ago or nine even longer. Months ago. Oh, it was ATG. Longer. No, it was definitely ATG days. ATG days. I think it's because yeah. it was the ir- irony that Jamie hates dogs, and so him being a dog <laughs> is the reason he hates them. Yeah, wow. yeah. You are what you hate, right? Uh, uh, yeah. But anyway, other than uh, <laughs> being on YouTube for some reason <laughs> and uh, on a podcasting platform of your choice. Uh, we are also available on Paisley Radio, which is paisleyradio.com, which is an internet radio website. And we are there Thursdays, 10 p.m. So go check us out. Say hi. Uh, and if you're listening on Paisley Radio, check us out on the other things. We're also on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Super Show Pod, although we haven't done an Insta in a very long time. But there we go. Maybe when once we get let out of our cages, we'll be able to take some pictures. Who knows? Yeah, at the moment, it would just be pictures of walls, like yeah. not a bare wall. Oh yeah, not very exciting. The uh, the blood splatter on the wall where I've been hitting my head against it. Like <clears throat> anyway, guys, today uh, you know, launching into twenty twenty one, as we hope to go on, we're going to do something a little bit special. All right, we are going to look at the abysmal year of twenty twenty and just kind of break it down. A year in review, if you will. Uh, good games, bad games, all the fucking crazy events that happened in the gaming sphere. And, yeah. uh, you know, it wasn't all about just fucking crying yourself to sleep each night, although that was a large part of it, for me at least. Um, but hey, you know, sometimes if you're crying yourself to sleep, you need people to help you through it. And we actually have some people who helped us through a hell of a lot. I'm talking about our very generous patrons. 
That's right. This show is brought to you by our patrons and their generosity. So if you want to help out the Super Show, then go on over to patreon.com forward slash Super Show and check out our tiers. We've got a $2 tier, which will give you access to our Discord, where we said Merry Christmas to everyone on there, presumably, if we have pre-recorded this. Uh, Note to self. (laughs) Uh, write a Christmas message to the Discord. Okay, um, but we also have some uh, behind the scenes, some uh, podcasts that are Patreon exclusive. We did a part one of a Q&A and we're going to do a part two of a Q&A very soon. So yeah, go check it out. And fellas, I have some names to read out because they are super generous people that are helping this this train stay on track. I'm of course talking about AIM, Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy, Backstory for Anal Beads, don't know why you didn't change that name, but there we go. Uh, Brett, <laughs> Z. Haxel- <laughs> Brett Z. Haxel Book Read, Jesper Kaimdahl Nielsen, Javela Cujo, Leo Merger, Lonnie Thompson, Martin Skihan, Mindful Pig, Nathan Piers, Scary Omen Games, Sean Kennedy, Slippy Meat, Starfall Kid, and the big boys, Freddie K. Official, Manuel Guerrero, Peaswad, and The Dude Abides. You are all fucking legends, and we love each and every one of you. Even if your Thank name hasn't you. been called out, we love you. Anyway, if you're just listening, then, you know, you're, you're in the love book. Thank it's- you. And thank you, everyone, all the patrons and everyone who watches Ooh. and listens. Yeah. And hopefully you, you all had a lovely Christmas. Yeah. And, a, and a, oh, a party for New Year's Eve, right? Like hitting the no, top. No, well, wait, no. Let's no, not be irresponsible. No. We might get cancelled for giving out advice like that. <laughs> but it's Playing it's- drinking games over Zoom. Oh, man, yeah. We were just saying, we're, we're probably going to... Do a, a a little bit of a Christmas party through Discord. But hey, there you go. Uh, anyway, guys, I have a comment of the week before we jump into our year in review. Uh, this one comes from our very own Lonnie fucking Thompson. Love that dude. He says, Chris, Jamie and Jonesy, I'm over here in New York just finishing up on the latest podcast. And I just wanted to give the three of you the biggest congratulations on finishing up a year worth of episodes. There is no denying that the release of the podcast is one of my favorite moments of every week. 2020 has been insane, but I'm so thankful to have had you guys in my life and has brought nothing but joy to me. I know I'm not alone. This New Year's, I'll be toasting a glass to every time Chris hosted, every angry rant of Jamie's, and every tinfoil hat AJ has had on. But most importantly, I'll be toasting to your continued success. So all I can say to that is fucking thank you, my dude. That is... uh, it's always nice to get messages like that. And uh, you know what? I'll be cheersing to you and all of our listeners and, uh, you know, patrons, listeners, watchers, even people that just think about us, you know, while they're in the shower, nude. So cheers to that one. Indeed. Do you know what? It's when, um, when I read this, I did think, he's right. I've been very tinfoil hat this year. I think I might <laughs> have to try and take it off. Okay, but hold on. If ever there was a year, Jonesy, where I think it might be justified for you to have a tinfoil hat on, and I'm not just talking about yeah. COVID, this year is probably up bit. there for, yeah, you can have your, your hat on. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think maybe watching uh, the quarterings videos to see his takes on every news story before you come and record ours <laughs> has slightly informed whether or not your tinfoil hat has been on or off. But that's fine. No, that's what's interesting. He doesn't go tinfoil hat. He usually he oh, just goes like, he just goes like, super drums he's like epic drama but the tinfoil hat stuff is is i think yeah i don't know where that comes from i, I, watching, I think uh, he, i think every now and then he goes a uh, super stroke you know super stroke super yeah, stroke has has a bit of a stroke and some shit oh, like an actual weird. stroke like wow. an actual stroke oh. yeah not, not like one of those like you know 
Not like a Sylvester mm. an stroke. Enthu- an enthusiastic one. An enthusiastic stroke. Um, but yeah, I don't know, Jamie, anything you want to say about your angry rants? No, I mean, I, I wish they were somewhat less angry. It's funny, <laughs> uh, when we'd uh, wrap things up at ATG, I remember one of the things that I came away from that whole experience thinking was, I wish my anger was less of a defining feature of my personality. <laughs> and now here we are. Uh, so, I want yeah. more, more brilliant. Yeah, more yeah. I, I think rants. I think 2021 Ooh. is the year where we take our personas, our personalities, <laughs> our online personas, and we fucking crank it up to eleven, fellas. I don't know. I think there's room for nuance, right? You can have a bit of. I'm gonna both. wear. I'm gonna I think, wear. A I, dude, I think nuance hat. is so 2019. Like fuck it, 2021, dude. Jay, does it, nuance has not served me well at all I feel like about everything I'm nuanced and people get really annoyed how dare I be nuanced they just want like one way or the other so I'm like fuck it let's go I think exactly. this is right Th- this is where nuance we're fucking is dead we're, we're taking over boys I'm, I'm gonna let the fucking crazy out alright let's just it's Jedi here it's Sith it's black or it's white there is no grey there is no nuance exactly. we're going full throttle no I feel fairly grey most of the time <clears throat> when it comes to my opinions and takes on to things. be fair to be fair, uh, Jamie, you are looking a bit grey. Maybe you should. I feel a bit. I feel a get, bit grey. Get gray, some sun. Chris. I don't know. Like I, I feel a bit grey. Get some. What world do you think we live in? I live in England in the middle of December during a pandemic, a global pandemic, and a tier four lockdown. And you want me to get sun? It is kind Chris of mad, is under isn't that it? lovely. Chris is under that lovely uh, red lamp in his room, and he's feeling. He's he's getting. He's thinking it's this sun. Okay, hey, just, listen, I, 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 I'm not ashamed of it, okay? I take vitamin D uh, supplements because I, 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 I suffer from sad. That's a good idea. Vitamin D is a good idea. Yes, yeah, vitamin D, you... and I've got one of those sad lamps as well, you know? And, oh, okay. and not sad as sad. in I'm a sad act. Sad as in seasonal <laughs> affective disorder. So there you it's go. It's got a sad so face you, painted you, on a lamp. You, you, get, you get depressed if you don't get enough sun. Yeah, big time. Oh, when I, when I first moved to, to London, coming from South Africa was absolutely mental because... For whatever reason, I stayed in South Africa for the entirety of winter, only to come to London for the entirety of winter. So I had a double double whammy winter, and it just fucking threw me into such a depression. See, it was I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna piss off a lot of people here when I say this, but mm. that sounds like one of those things that is totally real and totally legit. But fifty percent of the people who tell you they've got it are just trying to make excuses for the fact that they're miserable. It's a bit like when when someone goes, uh, someone spells a word wrong, and they go, "Well, I'm dyslexic." No doctor's <laughs> ever fucking told you you're dyslexic. You're bad at spelling. You fucking idiot. <laughs> you Do see, I, I like um, it. You, you, hold on, J- Jamie's ramping it up already. This is he's this already is, getting ranty. And now I, I, that probably did piss off a lot of people because that's far more intimate than video games ever are. But there we go. That wasn't an attack on anyone in, in particular. And if you're at home listening to this and you have you suffer from dyslexia, I'm sure you genuinely do suffer from right. it. And my sympathies uh, are extended to you. Well, and it's one the of them, you should be with me hating the people that pretend they're dyslexic when they just can't spell because they're taking away from what you really have. True. Do you know what, do you know what got me with the last couple? Was the glucose intolerant people? And it was glucose like, no, you're not. intolerant. Glucose intolerant. Is it like just glucose? I think that's glucose, the first yeah. time I've ever heard. Well, they just can't have sugar. Is it glucose? Yeah, no, was it glucose? Or was it? it? Well, there's. Because no, glucose is everything. Even gluten. Even starches break down into glucose, so now you can't even have bread. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, look, no, these I'm, people I'm, can't have bread. 
I'm like sure, gluten intolerant. Well, yeah, that's ironic. Yeah, yeah ironically, gluten, gluten people but can I, have bread. I'm sure there are people that are glucose intolerant, and I feel for your son because sugar's the glucose best thing in the world. Glucose suck. Yeah, sugar's... Yeah, sugar's yeah, gluten, yeah, gluten intolerance is a weird one where, like, uh, you speak to some people and they said, oh, I didn't have any carbohydrates for, for a week, and I felt so much better. And it's like, well... It doesn't matter if you're gluten intolerant or not. You're always going to feel better not having carbohydrates for a week because, like, th- that's just I don't know. Do you know what? Here's, yeah. a, here's a tri- here's a tip to everyone out there because I've done two diets where I stopped eating car- like carbs basically, and you feel incredible <laughs> after a week because you get rid of all like the f- puffy food that you're eating and you feel like you feel like lean and legit after. J- Jamie's right. It's one week. Yeah, you're, most people aren't glucose intolerant. They're just eating massive bowls of pasta. Just stop. Yeah. Yeah, it's it is the triple whammy. I'm only I'm only sad because the sun's not out. I can't spell this word right because I'm dyslexic, um, and I feel like and I don't feel like shit because I ate 300 pounds of pasta. It's because I have intolerance to gluten. The yeah. triple whammy, the home yeah. run. But, and, but then there, that's the thing. There, like we said, there's real people out there of all oh. those things who actually do have them. But, yeah. And did I mention I'm vegan? Oh yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. If, if 2020 has had some kind of a food trend, it was fucking veganism, wasn't it? But yeah. Uh, sorry, as Josie just said, yes, all of those things are real. Uh, and, yeah. you know. Did, did you guys hear about that? that. Uh, I don't know if it's a deficiency or whatever it is, but where people, if they eat too much bread, like their gut doesn't digest it properly and it ferments the bread in their stomach and then they get drunk off of it. Whoa. What? That's crazy. Yeah, I can't that remember what mad. it's called, but it's a, it's a, that's a genuine thing. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. I don't know weird. how I feel about fermentation. You know when people like, <laughs> what, what's the fermented <laughs> thing? Yeah, but hold on, you, you drink to have beer, a you emotion idiot. about it. Nah, like, yeah, you, you, yeah. you drink beer, that's fermentation. What's wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, but when like, it comes you, to you in the form of beer, that you're like, are you supposed oh, yeah, to have a okay, feeling? Okay. Are you supposed to have a feeling about every chemical process? <laughs> I, yeah. mean, I don't know how I feel about oxidization. I, I can give <laughs> you kind of an off-the-cuff reaction to pretty to most chemical reactions, I guess. Yeah. What's the problem with fermentation? Do you know what it is that does it does mean it's kimchi, and I look at it and and people oh, yeah. go, it's delicious. It's fermented cabbage. I'm like, what? What are we doing here? <laughs> what is it, what is kimchi? It's a, I think it's an Asian dish that is yeah, it's fermented cabbage. But like, what yeah, is it? Like, what is it? What do like, you do with it? Do you mix you, it into? You just eat yeah, it it's on like, its, its own. I think. Oh, it's like, oh, you can it's like do. spices and stuff. If you go to Korean barbecue, they've got kimchi there. Oh, okay. I've never I think it's like like a hot they've got like a hot sauce on it with a yeah fermented cabbage or something. So, tradition, traditional side dish of salted and fermented vegetables. Such as yeah. uh, cabbage, radish. Yeah, but hold on, blah, blah, blah. Jamie, because you see, you say that. <laughs> That's like but then when juice. I, but I've I've got a very similar thing, and people it's, think I'm yeah. absolutely mental for saying it because I just don't like things that are pickled. And it's like why they're so nice. Like it's just weird. You're just suspending it in vinegar and leaving it on a jar for six months. Like come on. Do you know what's weird about this is because I completely understand both those points of view, right? But pickling is like the opposite to fermentation. No, I know, I know, like, I know, I know. Yeah. I don't want it to break down. I want to preserve it forever in vinegar. <laughs> um, yeah, that's wow. how strange. Well, guys, it's, it's 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 been a great start to our our new kind of ramped up personas. Let's fucking keep keep that train going, all right? And hey. You know what? Let's jump into it because 2020 has been such a fucking ridiculous year. We've got a lot to kind of cover, so we're just going to have to fly through some of these. But let's see. Or is this going to be a two-hour podcast? Who knows, baby? If we're, if we're going hard on our personas, then I'm going to say, no, I don't want a two-hour podcast. I want a one-hour podcast, but that's not going to happen. So three-hour podcast it is. All right, fellas, January. Now, some notable Wait, big Wait, have game- you told the people what we're doing yet? Yeah, we, we explained it. We're going to go, but I'll, I'll run through it again, Jamie, for your benefit. I must right? have missed that. I'm sorry. Don't get angry and ranty all of a sudden. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Can I, oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. <laughs> all right, we're going to go 
break the year down month by month, going through notable releases and what's happened in the gaming sphere. Because, you know, a lot of shit's been happening. Uh, it's been a mental, absolutely fucking crazy year this year. Um, not just with game releases, but everything in the gaming world. So, you know, let's break it down. We'll give you our two cents worth. Uh, I'm going to if- find this useful myself because I, I've already forgotten everything that happened in 2020. I think I've like blocked it out. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, lo- I'm, I'm looking at uh, what we got for January and I'm like, fuck, oh yeah. So much of this stuff feels like five years ago because that's how fucked up 2020 has been. <laughs> True. It's like it's screwed with True. my time perception so badly. But anyway, fellas, January. The big games that came out in January was Yakuza Like a Dragon, released in Japan later on uh, in the West, uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, and Warcraft 3 Reforged. So Which, two out of those three uh, yeah. games I was like insanely excited about, okay? Uh, I, play, <laughs> I, play, <laughs> I played Dragon Ball Z Kakarot at Gamescom in uh, 2018, no, 2019, and I really enjoyed it, and I was like, I'm going to pick that up. And for some reason I just didn't pick it up, but it is on sale on the Steam winter sale. So I might pick it up now. What better time than now that I'm absolutely broke and still jobless. Anyway, uh, and Warcraft 3 was uh, the big one, okay? Because Warcraft 3 Reforged, one of the greatest games ever made, and this was a remaster. And a lot of what they promised seemed to be really cool. They were going to redo all of the cutscenes in the, you know, World of Warcraft style where the camera will go into people's faces, blah, blah, blah. That never fucking materialized. The game was trashed on. Um, I think it was quite this, buggy. This was one of my favorite things that I didn't care about because it was just <laughs> fun to, like, read up how annoyed people were about well, it. Well, here's the thing, Jonesy. Warcraft 3 is one of my favorite games, like, easily my top... 10, maybe my top five, right? And I still haven't picked up Warcraft 3 Reforged, even though they've had technically a year to fix whatever was wrong with it, right? Because it did come out quite buggy, I believe. Uh, They also forced people who had the original Warcraft 3 to upgrade the client, which then meant they could not play the original legacy version of Warcraft 3. They had to play this new one, but the new one was kind of fucked. And I don't know. It's I I have a feeling, okay? Let me put on my, my... my thinking cap here, my, my swami hat and my, uh, you know, crystal, let me look into my crystal ball, but I have a feeling that Blizzard is going to show up a lot uh, in this year in review. <laughs> yeah, they, hey. get, they, get, they get a few mentions. They get a few shout outs. Yeah. yeah uh, but, it, it was ac- absolutely insane what happened with this was, and yeah. just going harder and harder <laughs> for poor old Activision Blizzard, was, but there you go. It was almost like, the, in some respects, it felt like it was the first almost major controversy of the year and certainly it's been fascinating like when you're looking at the year in review in terms of video games of the industry also cross-referencing that with the year in review of the super show and this was kind of the first time in terms of sort of thumbnail and title that we were like right let's go for someone or something like <laughs> yeah. something bad has happened let's you know let's get a take in the title or the thumbnail or both um, or both yeah as we try to do <laughs> yeah um and it was kind of fascinating hearing, certainly, you know, a long-time fan's perspective for you, Chris. But also, yeah. like Josie said, just kind of looking on from a very safe <laughs> distance saying, I hope I don't get fucked over like this by any game that I'm looking forward to this year. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Oh, my God. If only we knew. Actually, I've got another one. I hope no other company has to change their refund policy to automatically issue refunds <laughs> whenever people request them this year. Yeah. This was yeah. almost like the uh, the starter or the uh, amuse-bouche 
for the main courses to come later on in the oh, year. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it, it, it disappointed a hell of a lot of people. And I don't think, I, I mean, I haven't really looked up on it that much, but I'm sure I would have heard something if it was in a much better place. But I don't think it is. And I think it's just a, a really, like, let's put it this way. A remaster, like remasters this year, there've been some good ones, okay? And this could have been uh, fucking knocked it out of the park for Activision Blizzard, right? Like, it could have been really something special, and they just fucking fucked it. Again, maybe a precursor to some other things that'll be coming up later on. <laughs> but yeah, just fucking interesting, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, here we go. Another thing, Activision Blizzard talking about them. So, you know, not just uh, Blizzard properties like Warcraft or Starcraft or Overwatch, but also Call of Duty of the Call of Duty League and Activision Blizzard. They entered a deal with Google to exclusively broadcast their esports content on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, you know, locking out a lot of other, you know, Facebook, uh, <laughs> uh, Mixer. <laughs> That's something. Oh, at the Mixer. time, at the time, Mixer would have been on the table. Let's yeah. just <laughs> glad Jeez. that they didn't go that way. But yeah, okay. You know, much to the annoyance of people, but I don't, I don't know. I don't really get fussed by this kind of thing. No, like, but I it. mean, yeah. YouTube is a free service. Like it shouldn't. Yeah. Sh- if it's behind a paywall, it would be it. something it'd be something different, but it's not, you know, you can just log on to yeah, but YouTube and watch it. But I, all, I get yeah. why people get annoyed about stuff like that. Exclusivity in gaming in general pisses people off. I think they want to watch it where, like wherever they go regularly. And so it was a little bit of an odd. Yeah. Move, but, I, I think you know. what's happened for me is I've, I've just had to kind of, as we all need to do, <clears throat> I've just accepted that exclusivity is a thing that is just not going to go away. So why let it bother you? It kind of goes hand in hand as well with um, the acceptance of esports as like a, a sporting event. Um, yeah. And you've got to believe that as that becomes more and more of a thing, as more people watch it, it's, more exclusivity is going to happen more and more because people are going to want to watch those events. And I want I want to say like even we'll talk about it a bit later on, but like um, the Game Awards this year was massive. Like you yeah, know, and you're going to reach a point where we did a a, a, a official um, co stream I think on on um, uh, YouTube and. Yeah. Sorry, not YouTube, on Twitch. And that won't be a thing in a few years because they'll be too big, they'll sell loads of advertising and chances are it'll be exclusive. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's unfortunate. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but I think we've just got to get used to it, man. It's yeah, not going man. away. Especially if, especially if eSports is trying to emulate traditional sports, which a lot of as long eSports as it, are what, trying I, to do. As long as it sticks with eSports and doesn't start being like, you're only allowed to show game footage from this game on this platform, because that would suck. Yeah. Like if you couldn't make content on certain platforms, you couldn't yeah. stream Yeah, imagine if they said, no, COD can only ever live on YouTube. You're not allowed yeah. to stream it on Twitch. Like, fucking hell. Like that even as a player, horrendous. that'd be mental. Uh, but yeah, Jamie, you were going to say something about the that situation. I might have been uh, about to say something, Chris, but uh, I don't know what it was, so... <laughs> Classic. Okay, moving on. CD Projekt Red kicked off the year by delaying Cyberpunk 2077 until September 17th. So, you know what? Wait until we get to September, where obviously we'll talk about uh, the fantastic release that Cyberpunk 2077 had then. Yeah, yeah. But, you know. Yeah, I can't can't wait to that point in the podcast when on September 17th, Cyberpunk 2077 is released to rapturous applause. Yeah. Uh, And the, the final notable thing... I mean, there's been lots of things, right? We just kind of cherry-picked a couple of things, yeah. But the final thing in January to talk about is Google Stadia went exactly 40 days without a new game announcement or release, a feature update or community update. And it had only been out for 69 days at that time. So, Do you know what? I, <laughs> yeah. sta- I, I tried to, I've had a, a Stadia 
Um, like I've been paying for Stadia every month since it came out. You've been paying for it. Yeah. Um, only the cheap, like the 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 cheap one, the cheapest one you can get. But it's free. Um, it was free for a while, and then it went to like a, a certain amount. I think I can't remember what it was. Oh, right. jo- I, jo- I think Jonesy must be playing for the version of Stadia that gets some access to a bunch of games, as opposed yeah. to ah, just right. okay, okay, buying yeah, yeah. games and playing them. Which at yeah, that only- stage, in January, wasn't a thing, right? Uh, n- I'm no, it was, it was the other way around. In January, the free version wasn't a thing. Like in January, oh, the only oh, way you were right, playing Stadia okay. was if you were paying oh, every month. Stadia is and such eventually a they were anyway, like, yeah. Okay, Go now on, Stadia as a service exists, but yeah. you have to buy the games. Yeah, I, you know, I've tried to play one game on Stadia this year, and it didn't work. So, so why <laughs> oh. are you still paying for it, you idiot? Uh, it, it was one of those things where I kept forgetting that I had it, <laughs> and then I was like, "That's how oh, they get shit. you." I need to cancel that. And then I forgot again. And I literally remembered about a month ago and was like, oh, let me play a game on there. And it didn't work. I I, it didn't, I, work. It didn't work. Stage. Even a month ago, it didn't work. Like, it wouldn't load up. Like, my internet is good as well. I've got fast internet. It just wouldn't load. Holy like, shit. Yeah. You know how like services have gone crazy this year uh, in yeah. terms yeah. of you know, the <clears> amount of people offering them and, and what it feels like we're getting in return. I'm convinced that 99% of what drives the services industry forward is people forgetting to cancel subscriptions. They must make so much yeah. money off people who forget to cancel. Because oh, we all do it every time. Gym memberships are the same thing. Like every month you pay for your gym membership and you never go. <laughs> then oh, you're yeah. like, I, th- I think I paid for a gym membership for, well, multiple years, but I used to go and then I stopped going and I think I was still paying for it for like a year and a half before I was like, I should probably cancel this. I'm never going. <laughs> But that was yeah, one no, where I was always had the intention of going, which is even worse. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, no, I know I'm paying for this, and that's fine because it'll it'll you know get I'll me get off fit. of my ass to go there, and I never fucking went and just wasted my money. There you go. Okay, I think games though, like the app thing, what um, they get me with that, like where they go two weeks free, and then I sign up, and then I forget to cancel it, and then yeah, but that's how like- you know. That's how you know that Jamie's absolutely right because yes, it's two weeks free, but you still have to use your credit card. Why? Because they're going to charge you automatically as soon as that two weeks is up. It's like Pornhub yeah. Premium. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's, it's deadly as well on, on you know, devices or accounts where you already have all your details set in. And on Apple, <laughs> I think as Josie was just alluding to, you can kind of start subscriptions through Apple's in-app purchases on all kinds of services through usually just Face ID now. Or touch oh, ID, yeah, whichever yeah. phone you And it's like, hey, as long as your fucking face is facing this camera, <laughs> as long as we can see your eyes and your nose and your mouth, you're paying for this shit, motherfucker. Like, yeah. we're, we're signing you up. The only, the only slight curveball with uh, Stadia is it's almost like because of my ongoing, like, five-year kind of a disagreement with Jamie, <clears throat> with Jamie about cloud gaming, there's some small part of me that wants to support Stadia in the, in the idea <laughs> Do you know what's funny about it that? It might become that, and it's not. <laughs> Do you know what's funny about that? And we might have to get a, a super show super fan if there are any left by the end of this podcast to go back and do the research <laughs> wow. for us. I know what you're going to. I think I know what you're going to say. I'm pretty sure in one of the January podcasts, maybe the one where this news oh. that we're talking about is the most recent. Yeah. Uh, it's at its <clears throat> most recent. I'm pretty sure you bet Jonesy that Stadia will be dead by the end of the year. Oh, I think I think that sounds about right. Yeah, I thought so. Where, where, so, Cla- but, can you clarify on, your stance? I think, I think that was a bet that maybe we all agreed with, anyway. So oh no, I, I disagreed. That's... that's why I bring it up. I, Chris, why would I bring up a bet that I knew I lost? <laughs> I'm a, I'm in this game for winning, baby. Oh, we de- we definitely didn't make a bet about it. I think no, I no, 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 no. Like we like we we had the conversation. I should say. I think because um, 
Yeah, no, I, I, for me, the outlook of Stadia for this year looks really bad. I think it remembers because when we were sort of, we started getting into the nitty gritty of how they actually function as a platform and how they were going to make money and the fact you had to buy, you know, like full price gate and it just, yeah. it's like kind of man, kind of madness, really. Yeah. Um, it, to me, and they've had a shocking year, um, I think. Seems, they have had a shocking year, but you, you know what the weird thing is? Just a, a little bit of jumping ahead. It, it turns out that maybe one of the best platforms to actually play Cyberpunk on is Stadia. Yeah. <laughs> go figure. That's, yeah, that's interesting. I was tempted to have a go, but um, I'm not going to pay. I'm not about to no, pay. No, that's the thing. You yeah. have to buy it. Just yeah. to try it. Yeah, yeah there, there was some dude that hacked his uh, Nintendo Switch to run Android and then through Android open up Stadia and then play Cyberpunk <laughs> on his Switch. Which that's is pretty a fucking great cool. Idea. Yeah, it's pretty fucking yeah, cool. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, but anyway, that, that was that was it for January, right? Now, what's interesting about January is, as we mentioned with Warcraft 3, uh, you know, and we're looking at Blizzard, we're looking at CD Projekt Red, we're looking at Google Stadia. It, it, it was what we mentioned, almost a starter, a teaser for what's to come later on in the year. So, we you know, were, do, you know, do you know what's funny about January is we weren't even making coronavirus jokes at that yeah. point. <laughs> like, there's an episode of the podcast in January where I come on with... Uh, Cold or flu-like symptoms. Oh yeah, you were sick. Yeah, yeah. And I'm coughing. And Chris's joke is that I've got the plague. Like that's how. <laughs> it, and it, how weird is it to make a joke about that, but that's yeah. not a coronavirus joke? That's yeah. how much our lives have changed now. Oh, well, e- even more than that, we were still employed in January. So, <laughs> I mean, technically speaking, yeah, you had a very <laughs> nice setup. That was a, a, yeah. that's my last paycheck. So there you go. Yeah, uh, a lot changed in February, as it turned out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so I don't know if you guys know this, but usually what happens is after January, you get a month called February. <laughs> I've uh, heard of so, it. Yeah, yeah. Good old Feb, Feby Meister. All right, and uh, the big game releases in February were Dreams, that uh, PlayStation 4 <laughs> yeah. game-making game thing. Not Something that I... I was something that I, I meant to get on like all year. Like I love the idea of dreams. Um, and I actually, funnily enough, downloaded the demo like very recently um, because I still want to get on that. I still want to have a play. And it has been, I think it's got some optimization for the PlayStation 5. Um, okay. And I like the idea of making games as people would have heard in, before in the podcast. Yeah. It's never gone very far, but you know. I, I think I think dreams is meant to be one of those the way it's, it's easy to make. It's easy to make stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. What I love about those kinds of games, it was the same with like um, Little Big Planet when it came out, where people's creativity and they just spend so much time in it that you get to see some like really fucking amazing things, right? Mm. Uh, yeah, people and, really getting getting to grips with one thing that they really want to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, a little bit of a quiet release month, I think, as as we're gearing up for the rest of the stuff. Uh, my beloved Dota hadn't had an update. Of Dota Underlords, which was Auto Chess, which yeah. fucking so Auto Chess was a a mod within Dota Two, and everyone started scrambling, saying this is the next big fucking thing. So Dota um, made their own Auto Chess. Uh, League of Legends made their own Auto Chess. I believe Blizzard said that they were doing their own Auto Chess in uh, Hearthstone, but I don't know if that ever materialized. It probably did. I don't fucking know. I don't play <laughs> Hearthstone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was all, oh, and the original developers of the auto chess spun out away from Dota's custom maps to create their own version of auto chess. And where's auto chess now? 
fucking nowhere. So that that was the literally might be the the quickest sort of life cycle of a video game genre perhaps ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's mad. But like at one point the um the auto chess mod within Dota was seeing more concurrent players, like weekly players and daily players, than the actual Dota itself. That's how kind of yeah. like meteoric it was. And then it's just kind of like fizzled out. It's quite quite amazing, actually. Amazing, yeah. yeah probably depressing <laughs> for some people who are convinced they'd stumble upon the next multi-million dollar idea. But Yeah, especially because quite- I, I believe that the auto chess people um, rejected an offer by Valve themselves to be bought over and spun into their own thing and said, no, no, we'll do it on our own because quite clearly we've got something special here. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I think that that seems to happen. This is one of those every year where everyone's convinced that this is the next big thing and then it kind of is a flash in the pan and just kind of disappears as quickly as it came. Yeah. Um, but... I, th- I think yeah. it's the it's the battle you need royale. One, you need one a year, so there you yeah. Go. But it's the battle royale effect, right? Like you don't want to be caught with your pants around your ankles. You're going to be like, "Fucking, I'm ready," you know? Yeah. And the and, other thing, the other thing that the battle royale effect kind of rem- like not, not reminded everyone of, but sort of like made everyone made it clear was that you don't have to be first. Basically, you yeah, have to right. be the person that takes the idea and makes it for everyone, not the person who gets there first. Yeah, like the most accessible and the best, as it were. Yeah. Well, not even the best sometimes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, what else happened? Rod Ferguson left his role as lead on the Gears of War series to oversee the Diablo series at Blizzard. So, you know, just Blizzard tipping in their, dipping in their toe in the news once again. Not for anything bad yeah. this time, Shouldn't, but there you go. <laughs> you know what? I'd, I'd have... Maybe I was naive back in February, but yeah. I, at that point I would have hoped that we'd know more about Diablo 4 by now than we do. So, so this is the weird thing, okay? Because every now and then on my news app on my phone, I get I get shown a, a thing about Diablo Four, mm-hmm. and they have been having updates like throughout the year, but no one's really been reporting on it, unless you're like in the inner circle of I'm checking Diablo stuff all the time, so that al- some algorithm's going to pick it up and Google's going to spew it in my face. Um, but yeah. yeah, they've been having quite a lot of updates, but nothing substantial by way of like gameplay or trailers or whatever it is. It's more like, oh, this is what we're doing with loot, and here's a wall of text for you to read in this blog <laughs> post. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Um, but yeah, again, coming towards the end of 2020, some more interesting Diablo stuff, <laughs> but we'll get to it. Um, and of course, guys, February was, you know, when we were spun off on our own and we said goodbye to our, Lovely SM7B mics, the Shure mics, and the Sony cameras. And uh, we started recording in my living room yeah. <laughs> as our new studio, which uh, was Probably a headache all in now. its That's own. Mad. Yeah, it's That's, mad, that isn't it? Seems, doesn't seem that long ago. So you guys used to pack up all your stuff, come over to my place. <laughs> uh, we'd record, and then we'd go for chicken wings at the local yeah. uh, oh. wingman's for some When that was wings. legal. When that yeah. was legal. <laughs> I don't know, Jesus. I don't, I'd remember I'd be depressed because we'd always finish up, you know, recording and eating or whichever combination of the two we're doing. And yeah. I'd always time it perfectly so that I had to go home during rush hour. Oh, rush hour. <laughs> and again, <laughs> yeah. like, that's another weird thing. Like, I was depressed. I wasn't worried about the sheer number of people I was about to share public transport and the fact that I was about to be crammed onto a tube. <laughs> um, I, I, it was just that I didn't like it. 
Yeah. Didn't even think twice about getting sick. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And that was, this was, I guess, approaching, we're now approaching the point at which we last saw each other in the flesh. Yeah, I guess so, right? Fucking hell. Like we yeah, managed it wasn't to get, long after, yeah. Uh, yeah, not long. It's been, it's been a mental year. <laughs> so what else can you say, really? Uh, yeah. All right, but yeah, February was was a bit of a slow one, you know, as as the world was just finding out about coronavirus, as it were. Uh, <laughs> so we're coming up to March, and uh, now now this is where we're hitting some big releases, fellas. Some, Ma- I'd some say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, re- I just gonna say, I didn't realize March was this mental until we we wrote this up, and then I was like, what the fuck happened in March? <laughs> I think it's that thing because we're saying like February and January are always pretty dry, aren't they? And then you sort of get to spring and people start and games start to come out again and you start to get towards summer and there's some big releases. Little did we know that, uh, yeah, some of these games were going to go, you know, they were going to be all we were going to be doing for the next nine months. (laughs) Well, guys, I will tell you that no bigger game released this year other than in March, okay? And uh, this may surprise you. Because I think it definitely surprised a lot of us by just how popular it became. I am, of course, talking about Cooking Mama Cookstar. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. The story of mental. the year. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about Animal Crossing New Horizons, which is like sold more units than I would ever <laughs> imagine was possible. I don't know. It was mental. It was that perfect intersection of here is this game that everyone is excited about on this console that is doing really well at a time when everyone is about to stay at home for a very long time and have a lot of time on their hands. And it was just like the perfect storm to make Animal Crossing New Horizons like one of the biggest games ever. It's mad. It's absolutely mad. Who could have seen it it coming? It was bizarre. Um, That was because I actually... So I bought Animal Crossing when it came out because I was... the the hype train for that was pretty <clears throat> impressive. Like I and I found it odd because I was like, I've never heard of Animal Crossing before this. So why now everyone suddenly wants to play Animal Crossing: New Horizons was kind of odd. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think I got it. I think I got it in March, maybe just about, um, and sunk some decent number of hours into it. Still, don't really get why people were so obsessed. <laughs> with it, but, yeah, no. Fair enough. It is a cute little game that I can see why people. Enjoy. I think um, I think FOMO had, had had a lot to do with it, right? It was like so you you're yes. at home all the time. Which means either you're playing games, or you know, let's let's call 2020 for what it is. You were on social a version of a social media platform, and on that platform, people would just be talking about their Animal Crossing, and and it was almost like this like this weird circle of life kind of thing where people are talking about Animal Crossing, so then therefore people were playing Animal Crossing, which would mean that people would talk about it, so more people would see it, and then they'd go out and play it, and then they'd talk about it, and it was just kind of like spiraled out of control. I think, yeah, exactly. And then coupled with the fact that, you know, you had parents who were looking down the barrel of like their kids being at home and they have to work from home and their kids weren't going to school and it was yeah. you know get them a switch and then they can take it off to their bedroom or they can take it in another room and what game are they going to play how about this game which is you know is a daily thing <laughs> that happens in real time and has weekly things to check in for and um has like those events around easter and, and halloween and etc etc yeah. it was the perfect game at the perfect time totally they yeah. must be so psyched that they did that, that happened <laughs> yeah. in that it's such a 
coincidence. Yeah. I mean, well, it, uh, imagine if that production process was a few months out of whack. Imagine if the release for new for New Horizon was was like uh, September October. You got to you got to bet that they would have been locked down. The game would have been delayed somewhat. Yeah. They would have missed. Would have been a completely different story. Hold right? on, game's been delayed because of lockdown. That dude, <laughs> that's unrealistic. What are you talking about? At this time <laughs> in the year, it seemed unrealistic. Yeah, this was this was almost the time where mm. it was maybe the opposite, where like everyone was panicking, was like, actually, no, let's get this shit out quickly. And now all these <laughs> release dates were obviously set in stone beforehand, but I think there were some people who were definitely like, and there's a couple of examples in April which we'll get to as well, where I think they were like, if we don't do this now, there's no knowing when we're going to do it, yeah. because you can go back to uh, not not to bring it back to us again, like everything revolves around us, but hey, let's I'll I'll, I'll do it anyway. Uh, you can go back to some of our podcasts from the time where when the delays start happening, uh, because even with all the games that did come out in March again, by this point, Cyberpunk had been delayed, The Last of Us had been yeah. delayed, Final Fantasy got temporarily delayed, and so on and so forth. Yeah. We, there's a genuinely a podcast where we wonder if any games are going to come out, and we ponder yeah. the possibility <laughs> that like major AAA releases just stop for six months or so. And luckily yeah. they didn't, but like that's how real it was at the time. Well, I mean, kind of. Yeah. They kind of did. Like, if you look at Cyberpunk, well, in a I way, mean, c- Cyberpunk is the only, in my <laughs> opinion, like the only major game that, like, yeah. Actually, so Cyberpunk got delayed out of this period, Mar- and still came out. Marvel's Avengers got delayed out of this period and still came out. Yeah. I don't know. Oh man, I guess Marvel's you could Avengers. Argue, you could argue I can't wait Watch until Dogs. we get to that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, there, there's there's some doozies in this year. Well, I, I can tell you guys that the first six months of um, Animal Crossing New Horizons, they sold 14.27 million units uh, for up to that point, a cumulative sale of 26.04 million. Crazy. It's mental. That is it's absolutely crazy. insane. Yeah. It's, it's, it's mad. Like, uh, there were Switch shortages. People couldn't buy the fucking console. Yeah. Um, That's a fucking thing. It's a console exclusive. Like in real uh, in real time, as where we are now, Cyberpunk just updated their numbers, and because uh, we before we only had their pre order numbers, yeah. and they are not nowhere near as good as Animal Crossing's numbers yet, and they're on every platform going. Well, they're on yeah. every platform, but they are. They did say that they have eighteen million copies sold, and that's including pre orders, and then that's including the refunds, which is still pretty fucking good, right? Like, oh, it's still phenomenal. Don't it, it, it smashes phenomenal. the Animal Crossing six month sales. But then again, as we said, that's like on every fucking platform imaginable, except for this. Yeah, Switch. yeah. I guess it's just yeah. There's some of the the circumstances around Animal Crossing just make it seem bonkers. Yeah, it's insane. It's it's almost like Nintendo didn't have to do anything else this year, and as we'll find out, it's almost <laughs> as if they didn't do anything else this year. Uh, and you know that could have kind of floated them for the entire year, if not into 2021 as well. But yeah, yeah okay, guys. So I mentioned Cooking Mama Cookstar, even though it was a bit of a joke there. There was an interesting story with that one as well. Do you guys remember? Oh, how could you forget? That was the reason this game's on this list, I think. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, you don't remember, oh. Jazzy? Oh, yeah. What? Yeah, it wasn't the weird thing with the, like, the release of it, and then it kind of got... It was released by a different company, and it was all uh, a bit weird. Hell Basically, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, I vaguely... Yeah, because it wasn't even a licensed thing, was it? And it got put onto the Nintendo store, and yeah, it, it was, was something strange, and... It was something that was like they didn't actually have the rights to make the game, but they made it and then they released it. And then I think I it, was, it was the opposite. I think I it was Majesco ha- th- or something. 
I thought they did have the rights, but it was like a bit of a bullshit game that didn't really work and wasn't even tied to the people who made the original and they somehow said to to, to Nintendo, yeah, this is legit. I think it was and both, it was, actually. Was I think Because there were multiple things around Cooking Mama oh, Cook stuff. Yeah, I don't really remember. Yeah. Uh, shock, I, I, think, I think the... Um, the situation was that the the developers did have the right to start making a Cooking Mama game, yeah. but there was some dispute around the <laughs> the progress that their game was making and the quality of the game. But and essentially, I think the uh, the I think it's Planet Entertainment who owned the rights yeah, to Cooking Mama yeah, yeah. and were like, "Yeah, you can't release this thing," and then they just released it anyway. And then so oh, yes. then so uh, uh, Planet Entertainment worked with Nintendo to immediately get it removed from the eShop. Like, what? You, you can't fucking release this game. Like, what? Um, can I hold on? Can I? Why does every month have a story that sounds like it's talking about cyberpunk? Like, this is, <laughs> this is, this... I'm telling you, it was all because in the all foreshadowing this, in the simulation that we are living in. This is yeah. This is all getting us prepared for the, the great the... spaghetti monster in the sky was setting us up. Yeah, exactly. Oh man. Spaghetti Monster. That was True Detective season one. Season one, yeah. The guy with the scars on his face, the burns. Yeah. I was fucking the thinking about that spaghetti. the other day. That was such a fucking baller season. I, I was thinking about it the other day as well because there's a movie coming out uh, that had a trailer released recently that basically seems like it's trying to be True Detective. Really? Well, a mix between True Detective and uh, Seven, it feels like. Okay. Um, which is like, hey, what if like an old jaded cop had to <laughs> team up with a young up and coming cop to yeah. investigate a uh, possible serial killer played by a uh, an intriguing and uh, controversial actor? Interesting cast though: Denzel Washington and Rami Malek are the cops. Yeah. And Jared right. Leto is the murderer. Called the little things or something. The little thing is the little things. It's the little thing. Yeah. Oh, that's one of those films that could either be great or will be absolute balls. <laughs> and it'll just yeah. got one or the other. That's not going to be a, a nuanced film. It's going to be really good or really bad. Well, guys, it'll never come out anyway because we're never going back to the theatre ever again. So there you go. Hey, True. if Tom Cruise has anything to do about <laughs> it, then we will. He'll keep that industry going and keep those people in jobs. Hell, man. He probably I'm, gave them coronavirus by shouting at them. No, I'm, I'm on. I'm on. He had a mask on. I'm, I'm, I'm on Tom Cruise's side on that one. I think everyone's on Tom Cruise's side. The only thing but you don't know what happened. I love it if it wasn't anything to do with coronavirus and it was something completely unrelated. <laughs> like I didn't even know. But he caught, he caught someone jerking off, and he was like, "This is a coronavirus." <laughs> it's still a firm second place to Christian Bale, in my opinion. Oh, that Christian oh, Bale! Oh, good for all, you. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, was it? Get the fucking lights. All right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, some other noticeable releases: Persona Five Royal. We we're not really Persona Five kind of people, unfortunately. No. This, although people that are into Persona Five are really fucking into it. Does that surprise you though? Like, yeah, that's kind name, of like saying people name, that like Marzipan really like Marzipan. Oh, I, was okay. I, mean, say, I do like name, Marzipan. So. Name something that originates from say Japan or South Korea that people sometimes like out here. That when they like it, they tend to really like it. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Except Fine. maybe sushi. Fine. All right. You made your point. That, that that's that that's that um CD project line of um hey, people that have played and finished our game seem to like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it. Funny that. Yeah. Um but you know what? March did make history, fellas, in, in a very big way. Because a Half-Life game came out. Genuinely. 
Yeah, like, half life. If, 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 if you told me did at the it? beginning of twenty, yes, it did. Did it though? <laughs> yes, it's not it a conspiracy, did. Alex Jonesy. You, could, you don't have to put your tinfoil hat on this one. It actually Jonesy, come out? Jonesy, I can show you the ending cutscene that neither of you have seen yet, and you can and you'll know it's a Half Life game. I know. Is whether it? you whether you want it to be or not, it's a Half Life game. I've played a VR Prince of Persia experience, and I don't think I no. call that a Prince of Persia game. This is don't get me wrong; it's game. a very cool game. It's a very cool VR game. Uh, like Jamie said, I've I've finished it. I think I'm only like five hours in or something, and it's very cool. And I enjoyed playing it, and will at some point um, <laughs> once my my uh, room that I used to use for VR has not has been deconstructed from the state it's in at the moment as a home office, um, <laughs> I can actually play some more of it. Yeah. But it it didn't feel. I don't know. It, maybe the, maybe it's because it was VR, uh, but it didn't feel like a. I don't know. That it, it felt game. very Half Life to me, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, and I I did in the in the setting, and but it's just I think VR for me always feels different. Like if you if you ever said to me a game, yeah. is, if they made a Red Dead Redemption three and it was a VR game, I'd be like, is it a Red Dead Redemption game? And you're there going, it is. I'm on a horse. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, it? You, you would. Is it? That, that's just your way of saying because it's not happening. It's not being presented in the way you're used to that it doesn't count. Yeah, it's a different yeah. medium. That's why every every game on the Nintendo Wii didn't really count that oh. used the motion that used the motion controllers because it was like, is it a real game if I'm swishing my hand around? What are you talking about? Well, so like you, Skyward Sword's not a real Legend of Zelda game, kind of. Yeah, and, Su- and and Super Mario Galaxy, one of the best games ever made, is not a real Mario game. But you had to swish your, you didn't have to swish your hands around for to yeah, play that, right? You, yeah, would, the whole, you, you had to collect, the, you had collect to. the stars and you can make them spin and stuff. Yeah, if you shake the controller, it makes them spin. Could also press but a mo- button, but... I was going to say, because most if those games have the option, I feel like that's fair enough. But if they have, if you only can use swishy controls, then it seems a bit oh, up to me. Dude, they I, don't I, have I, the you've option. gone off the rails on your fucking anti-Nintendo rants. No, it's not anti-Nintendo at all. <sighs> not anti-Nintendo at all. Alex Jones. But look, uh, I've been on the record as saying that while Half-Life Alex is a good game, if you took the VR element out of it, is it still a good game? That's the, I, that'd be interesting. I think it would actually be better if you took the VR element out of it. Really? Um, I th- well, short. I think it's a weird. I think it's a weird one because I think the standards, like the goalposts, completely move when you get rid of VR. Like in terms of yeah. visuals, in terms of gameplay, as soon as you don't have one-to-one control of a first-person shooter, what the game has to be and what the game has to do completely changes in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. It's very. So true. we'll almost never know. Yeah. Um, do you know? Actually, do you know how you could? There's. Have you have you seen the Doom movie with the Rock? Yeah. yeah. Right, there's the first, a section yeah. in that where it goes first person. Yeah, the last five minutes um, of the of the film. Yeah, where he takes the he takes the drug or whatever it is, and he becomes all crazy. Um, that to me is like the, I suppose the difference between playing a game with a controller and playing it in VR is why I say like, is it really a Half Life game? Because in that section of that movie, suddenly none of the monsters move; they just stand there, and go ah, and he like shoots them. Because <laughs> I feel like in a normal game, you can you can react much quicker, you can move much faster, but in VR, you can't really do any of that. The pace yeah, they have is to kind of slower. change the AI for yeah to yeah compensate for you at being a, a slow meat bag. Yeah, I get you. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Much, much like you, Jonesy, I have yet to finish Half-Life Alex, and I've not, it's not for lack of wanting, but it's probably for lack of setup. <laughs> I'd say one thing you never, ever do in a Half-Life VR game, you never walk into the hangy-dangly things because they're, you can see them. They're right in front of you. Like, these are so goddamn obvious. How do I ever walk into these yeah. in like a normal yeah. Half-Life game? Whereas in, yeah, in Half-Life 2 in one stream, you hit about seven of them, Jonesy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should, you should, no, I didn't. No, oh, yeah, you did. in the actual game, in the actual game. Yeah, yeah in the yeah. actual game, I can't bloody see them. 
But in Half Life Alex, I thought you were talking about that. In Half Life yeah. Alex, you could, they're so obvious. It's I like, never, I never saw you play Half Life Alex. This was because, but again, by this, uh, by, by this point, we weren't allowed to see each other. Oh my god! Yeah, I think I made. Did I? I thought we made a video. Did we not make a video? Maybe we did. Half Life Alex. We, no. we clipped out a video from the podcast of us talking about how yeah. Half Life Alex works and, and, and put some footage on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps came out in March as well. Which is uh, a great game. I played a little bit of it, but Jamie, you uh, you finished it, didn't you? One of the best games of the year. Wow! One High of the praise, top indeed. ten games of the year. One of the top ten games of the year. You heard it here first, folks. Oh, come on. saying top ten games of the year is not really giving it much praise. <laughs> How many good games were there? Yeah, this year? exactly. Ten. I've pl- I played like fifty games this year. I counted the other day. That's mental. Yeah, good wow. games. Fair play. Yeah. Good, good games? games. I don't know. Yeah. Ten. Anyway, okay, but yeah, it's 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 a good game. I I bought well. Through Games Pass, I downloaded Ori and the Will of the Wisps, but also Ori and, was it the Blind Forest? Yes. I did the same thing. Yeah, Yeah. and the idea was to go Blind Forest, finish that, and then play Will of the Wisps and finish that. I started playing what I thought was Blind Forest. It was actually Will of the Wisps. I realized. I'm, I'm sorry, Chris. Uh, I, 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 um, I'm getting a little update here directly yeah. from Jeff Bezos. You can't actually call it the Blind Forest anymore. I'm going to have to ask you to refer to it as Ori in the Hard to See Forest. <laughs> okay. Because you, you don't have. Wait, how has that gone? Cause, no, because Twitch says you can't have blind playthroughs on uh, your tags Twitch, anymore. Twitch do it remove the word, the term blind playthrough because it's offensive to blind <laughs> hey, people. Hey, you can't oh, even. Right. You can't even say simp. Or virgin, or super simp, or turbo what? virgin, or incel. Yeah, if you say it on your stream or incel, uh, you are breaching their terms of service, and you could get banned. If you just say simp or yeah. incel, because they're, cons- wow. they're now considered like insults that are like that, that aim at someone's sexual like preferences or sexual. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, kind of weird. Blah 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 blah. I don't know what we simp are- is a sexual preference. I prefer not to have sex and just to pay for it anyway. I don't know. I don't know. We it's ac- bullying, we ac- oh, Alex sorry. Jones. We ac- if you were we ac- a simp and someone called Jada, that's bullying. We accidentally just jumped ahead to December. That's my bad. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. But anyway, yeah. So I started playing Will of the Wisps instead of Blind Forest. And I was like, once I realized, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to have to just, I'm going to stop playing Will of the Wisps and go play the other one. And I just never got around to it. Just a, you know what and, they call that? Uh, what? They call that a Mass Effect. Pulling, a, go pulling a Jonesy. Pulling a Jonesy on Mass Effect, you got to go back, <laughs> play the original. Pull, pulling a Lost, we got to go back. All right, anyway. Call of Duty Warzone, which gave, gave us many, many hours upon hours of entertainment <laughs> during our lockdown, was released uh, and uh, is still going. Uh, and in fact, I was, uh, I was looking for some footage for a video that we are trying to finish, which is taking forever, but that's my fault. Uh, and Soap is... Uh, there was a secret cutscene. This is again yes. also just skipping forward to to December, but <laughs> we're, we're talking about we're going to talk about it now because I don't want to forget about it. But if you do a whole bunch of like intel gathering in Warzone in this, I think it's the current season. Yes, you, you are treated to like a what three to five minute actual cutscene, like high quality, what you'd imagine from a main Call of Duty series. All about like fucking nukes launching and then uh, introducing soap. It's kind of mad. Yeah, this was the thing that actually almost in and amongst how, in my opinion, good Warzone yeah. has been throughout the year and how playable it's been throughout the year. One of the things that has been lost about it is that Chris is absolutely right. Warzone has a story, and Warzone's yeah. story is a continuation of the uh, what the ending for Modern Warfare teased. Um, and 
I, I didn't think they'd go as far as they have, but they've essentially bridged the gap between um, Modern Warfare and whatever Modern Warfare 2 story will have, presumably yeah. uh, this time next year. Um, yeah. And it, it, it's not that surprising. I guess one of the only things to note about that story is that um, people who remember the final cutscene of Modern Warfare might remember that Imran Zakaev's son, the younger Zakaev, uh, is, who, who is in the original Modern Warfare, is set up as kind of the more prominent Zakaev in this yeah. timeline. Uh, he is dealt with in this cutscene that Chris is referring to. Well, and his plan, well it, as, as good as dealt with. He's, he's coming back, dude. Come on. Yeah, but I'm wondering whether or not they do... But I don't want to get into the spoiler territory, but it's like, okay, so now is that their way of saying actually Imran Zakaev will be in this one, but then also Imran Zakaev has just been in another Call of Duty game that I won't go into too much detail on for other reasons. I don't know. The important thing to note, though, is that over the course, not only did they confirm in the cutscene last year that uh, Garrick, who uh, you play as through some of Modern Warfare... Yeah, he's Gaz. He's Gaz. But also, as you've said, Chris, Soap is now back. Price is now back. Yeah, Ghost. Um, Ghost is back. And they strongly implied that uh, Nikolai and Farah and uh, what's the guy's name? Alex from the last campaign are now part of Task Force 141. Do you guys, can you guys tell I like Modern Warfare? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Hmm, Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Sorry. You know, the other thing that Warzone brought us? Fellas, that uh, I never thought we'd have to be dealing with uh, in 2020 was massive fucking patches with no discernible oh, yeah. changes. Yeah, huge, oh, huge mega patches. Here's a 20 gigabyte patch, and what we've done is we've moved two trees to the left. <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck off. I can't make any excuses for it. It's been terrible. But yeah, I love that game. Joe, when the last time I played uh, Call of Duty Warzone was? Last night. Yeah. This morning. Yeah. Uh, no, last yeah. night. Do you know when the last time I got a win in Call of Duty Warzone was? Last, last night. night. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? I played, oh. I played Call of Duty Warzone yesterday, last night as well. Did you really? Oh, got, why didn't oh, you yeah. posse up? We could, I could have got you and the crew. <laughs> I did look to see if you were online, but you weren't online. So I, ju- no I, didn't, I jump online, on, so. didn't jump on until like 11, I think, because I was working. Oh, I think I played at 10 and then I think I was off. Man. But then no one else was coming on, so then I stopped. Do you know what? I'm gonna, I came second in Rebirth Island on my own, even though it's trios, because there's a rare badge if you get in a vehicle for 20 minutes. So I just got in a helicopter and just circled the island until there was me and two people <laughs> left. So I was in the last two teams. Uh, and then, but I didn't have any weapons. I just had a pistol. So then I tried to take out the last two guys with a pistol and lost. But I came wow. second. Fair enough. I wonder if, you, if, you, if it was you and one other guy and you were in the helicopter and you crashed the helicopter into them if you, oh, would, really? if you would get uh, the win. That's a legit tactic. Yeah, yeah that's not a bad shout. But would you get the win? I think people. you would. Because I think, yeah, if the, if the other guy Because you survived. actively killed the other person. No, no, even if you died. So if it's like full kamikaze. Oh, oh. I think probably you would win because uh, you would have gotten the kill. The other guy wouldn't have gotten the kill on you because you killed yourself. I don't know. No, the do ki- ki- kills don't matter. It's, it's who's like because you could die to gas and give someone a win. Like you don't have to kill someone to win a match. You just have to be the last one alive. I suppose it would be who would have died first. How the game would decide yeah, it would yeah. Yeah. who was died dead first. first. Which would be interesting because surely yeah. the crash kills both of you. Yeah. Well, one of the cool things that Call of Duty Warzone gave us as well was. We we were streaming it. I don't remember what month we started streaming, but hey, we we were streaming quite a lot of Call of Duty Warzone at one stage. Yeah, we were. Yes, that's what 
That's what prompted times. me to upgrade my PC because it could not stream <laughs> and let me play Warzone at the same time. <laughs> Which is unusual because I I could. <laughs> I'm not yeah. on my on my trusty 1060, but hey, there you go. Um, but yeah, just Call of Duty Warzone. I, I, I'd be keen to go back into it as well. So, you know, maybe I've got to do that fucking... Ah, all those updates, motherfucker. Do it. Do it. <laughs> the do funny, it. yeah, uh, uh, updates in terms of the amount of space they take up on hard drives, I get the argument. It's annoying. We all need space. Yeah. And again, a game takes up too much of it. It's frustrating. The downloads, just leave it going overnight. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, going going further into the, the future of 2020, once people got their PS5s with the limited <laughs> amount... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of Don't storage space on it and the full full install size of modern warfare and warzone it is mental it's like Don't, what 250 gigs i don't know all i know is that as someone who tries to have modern warfare black ops cold war and destiny 2 installed all like at the same time and like on a consistent basis i'm i'm suffering <laughs> i'm sorry i can see it <laughs> oh man uh what else came out in March? Neo 2, uh, for people that like Neo. I enjoyed Neo 1 when we streamed it on ATG, but we didn't stream it. We did a, we did a uh, Let's Play. Uh, but yeah, Neo 2 just kind of, I don't know, passed me by. Not that interested. Yeah. Yeah, I think neither. it's got its fans. Uh, but one game that certainly does have a lot of fans was Doom Eternal. Very good game. Yeah. What you guys think? What you guys think of that one? Huh? Uh, yeah, I thought it was great. I played a shitload of it. I haven't finished it yet, but I have installed it on my PlayStation Five, so I can finish it um, because I yeah had a really good time of it. And nice. uh, yes, yeah. genuinely, genuinely enjoyed it. I'll admit it. So, I started playing it and just didn't care for it. Fair I thought I, I thought you liked it, but you just fell off. Yeah, but I fell off because I didn't care for it because it was just. Oh. I, I don't know. I'm probably going to sound like a fucking boomer gamer here, but I just thought there was too much shit going on all of the time, and I was just getting, I was just getting fatigued by it. It's just like, do I re- do I really want to have to think about all of this shit while I'm just trying to kill demons? Like, just <laughs> let me kill demons. I know what you mean. It is that kind of game, and I, 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 like, definitely, I remember one of the things that I said about it at the time was that I felt like. Uh, they had introduced maybe a few too many layers on top of yeah. what already existed from Doom 2016 um, in terms of yeah, that, that idea that they're always striving for, right? That sort of first-person shooter chess of, like, you do this to get that and you do that to get that and, blah, yeah. blah, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Only um, this type of weapon can kill this type of enemy. Yeah, exactly. And I, which I thought is, which is, which is all fine, but many. I think, yeah, they, I, I agreed with you. I think they just take, took it way too far. That said, still a very good game. Um, yeah. Again, I, oh, again. The, it's in although, the top what 10. were they thinking with those fucking platforming sections? Oh, I like them. I yeah, like I like the platforming. I thought like sludge. No, I think I think that game feels really tight and in pretty much all aspects. And I thought those were, I thought those platforming uh, sections were nice excursions from the uh, intensity <laughs> of the firefights. I think, do you know what? I think the one, the first thing I shared on my channel this year. Chris, you don't get to pull that face. You played half an hour of this game, probably at 10 frames a second. Sit down. I did not play <laughs> half, half an hour of the game. I streamed it twice for three hours each, and uh, it was at least I 30 FPS. I forgot you onwards. streamed Doom. Oh, wow. That's a blast. In the, I'm remembering those streams now. So the, the very first um, eight months ago, the very first thing I put on my own personal YouTube channel was me playing. It was ten minutes of platforming in Doom Eternal because yeah. I could not do. 
I don't know what, I don't know what the hell was going on. I could not do a, like a very straight, a relatively straightforward platforming section. I just couldn't do it. No, but I think it's I fair. I remember that section. But uh, platforming in, a first, in an FPS is just, it's a weird thing, dude. It's just a but weird see, I've, thing. What's strange about that to me is that I've, I haven't come up against any other sections of in that game with platforming in that were remotely like, that even felt like challenging, really. They were all kind of jump here, do this, jump there, do that. It wasn't, none of it's felt kind of like that difficult. I think I died. No, but it was it was like jump here, but as you're jumping, you got to shunt to the side, and then there's this really awkward like grapple that you have to do that you never know yeah. if it actually fucking connected, but it did connect, and you're like, oh, okay. Oh cool. no, I think you're right, and there was platforms that drop away, and yeah, it was a bit it's weird. Just like, but, yeah. I just didn't care for it. But anyway, that's me, and it's fine. I know a lot of people really enjoy Doom Eternal, <laughs> and it is. I can tell it is a good game. It just just didn't resonate. I didn't get into the rhythm of the game. Uh, but guys. Yeah. March also brought the end of an era in two different ways, all right? And the first one is Rockstar's co-founder and lead writer, Dan Hauser, left the company. So sad. Never, so would, sad. Have, never would have thought we saw it happen, you know? No. But uh, there you go. And I guess we have, uh, to, we have to wait for the next big Rockstar game to come out to see if, if it was actually Dan Hauser that had the magic or his uh, army of writers beneath him, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. I really hope the next Rockstar game comes out and we can all sort of like breathe a sigh of relief and say, actually, despite the the fairly heavy departures, there's still a core, uh, you know, within that company that can churn out really top quality yeah. games. Yeah, or, or, at least, um, or at least the people that learnt enough from the OGs, you know. <laughs> Maybe. But at least... at least we can go the other way. And if, it is, if uh, there is a noticeable difference, we can wait until, is it everywhere? Is coming up from Dan Houser's. <laughs> what is it a, called? No, a it's Rocket a, it's a Les, Boy. That's a, a Leslie Benzies. Oh, is that Menzies? Oh, yes, ben, Benzies. 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 The Benz. That's the wrong the Benz. one. Oh, the Benz. The other one. <laughs> yeah. Maybe <laughs> they'll bad. collaborate, though. Yeah. My, my bad. The other one. But the other end of an era, fellas, is E3 2020 was officially cancelled after overwhelming concerns about coronavirus. But that's not really why it was cancelled. Let's, let's fucking be honest with ourselves, all right? It's because everyone fucking realised that doing their own shows online was probably the better way of going about things. Pretty much nah. everyone pulled out of E3 except for Microsoft. Microsoft was like, we're still committed to E3. And uh, PlayStation was like, we're doing our own shit, bitch. And, uh, you know. Bullshit. What bullshit. bullshit. What bullshit. Like, don't get me wrong. You're right in a, in the sense of, like, in a few years that would have happened anyway. But there's no, this wasn't cancelled because of that. This e, this E3 was just COVID. I don't know. I, I think they saw COVID as an easy way out. Having been there two years ago and how epic that was. Two years ago? Was it three years ago? Three years ago? Two. Two years ago. Two, two years ago. Yeah, yeah no, I, I think this one was COVID. I don't and know, it'll be interesting to see, now that we are in 2020... 2021, if uh, E3 will be showing its mug ever again. I think definitely yeah. we, we, we do lament the fact that something is lost when a show like E3 doesn't run in a year. Because as, as great and as easy as it is to have um, all these different companies have their online shows, if we look at what happened with Sony and each month waiting for updates on PlayStation 5, Etc. There was something nice about having uh, a central event that contained everything. That was a ramp up to this event. Loads of trailers were coming out, and instead, what we got this year was kind of a trickle of information, which yeah. you know has has its own kind of benefits for sure. 
but there is i don't know I, I feel like the gaming world is worse off by not having an e3 i yeah. agree yeah i, I agree with that there was something there was something a a bit magical, as dumb as it sounds, about E three, and <laughs> it was it was more my favorite time of the favorite time of the year, year on year, and we were just kind of getting to the stage where, you know, in twenty eighteen we uh, we went, in twenty nineteen we were able to live stream alongside it, yeah, and, each and every show, yeah, and and this year it would have been fun to do something similar and come up with more cool plans for what you could do around an event like that, but uh, alas, we uh, we can no longer. Yeah, well, maybe it was for the better, fellas, because uh, just as E3 got cancelled, uh, so did our filming arrangements, as the first remote recording of Super Show took place. Yeah. Because we weren't allowed to see each other anymore. Well, actually, well, famously, that first first ever remote one was not a social distancing um, measure. Oh, yeah. I, no, it was, no, I think, it wasn't. I think, I think it might have been one of us couldn't make it, and the other t- one of the other two couldn't travel, so we were like, fuck it we will do this over Discord and see how it goes. And yeah. if you listen back to that podcast episode, we say at the beginning, uh, just before anyone gets worried, we're not doing this because of coronavirus. <laughs> and I think literally the week afterwards, it's like, we are now doing this because of coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think we always knew that um, this was the way we'd have to do it eventually. Um, I agree. Coronavirus or not, because the idea would be like, hey, if we all got our own kind of permanent jobs and this, that, the other, and we may only be able to record in the evenings, well, we're not going to be traveling across the country, well, not really across the country, but across London to meet up in person and record. It was probably, this was the easiest way of doing it. This is how it would have landed up happening either which way. Mm. But yeah, or, or almost kind of forced our hand in terms of it. Which is sometimes... I wanna, so- yeah, well, see, because it's interesting marching because I was just checking the date, and so I think it was the weekend of uh, sorry, not the weekend. It was it was like Wednesday of the eleventh of March, I think it was, when Jamie and I um, went down to um, Warner Brothers and we mm. played some Mortal Kombat Spawn oh, DLC, shit. and that was when uh, there definitely was coronavirus was about because Je- Jamie and I were talking about it and there was a lot of people who were still like rubbing the escalators and stuff as they were going into the <laughs> tube and we were like what is wrong with people like, I, stop touching other shit yeah um, I remember being um just just give you an idea of how ill-informed and like unaware I was at that time so Jonesy and I met up first of all I remember Jonesy going into a pharmacist we have here called Boots and trying to buy hand sanitizer yes not being able to buy. get any then yeah. we went to a restaurant, and I remember we sat down, and Jonesy, before we ate, Jonesy got up to go to the bathroom to wash his hands, and I was like, I'm not doing that. I don't care. <laughs> uh, and then, and when, then when we met with a Warner Bros guy, yeah. did the elbows, I went we? to Yeah, I went to shake his hand, and he was like, oh, nope, going to have to oh, give you the elbows. elbow, I'm afraid. I, I'm and just remembering to, yeah. something. I think this all happened because I went to South Africa, didn't I? Could well have been. Actually, uh, maybe, that does yeah. that does vaguely ring a bell yeah. about the Warner Brothers. And, thing and I remember and, I I went to I was talking to my friend, so Paul, who was at the time living in South Africa as well, my best friend. Um, he he was like, aren't, aren't you worried about getting corona like being stuck in an aeroplane when coronavirus is about? I was like, nah. I said it's probably safer in the aeroplane than it is in London. <laughs> it's just kind of mad. Yeah. And and then as soon as I got to South Africa, obviously there was no no self-isolation or quarantining or anything. It was just like, visit all my family and friends. Like, hey, guys, <laughs> shake my hand, give you a hug, spit in your face, taste my saliva. <laughs> you know, like, 
fucking Jesus as God. much mixing as was vaguely uh, possible. I think that's about. I've reached my limit on what on my what I want to know about what you do with your family now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just kind of mad though to think that. Well, anyway. <laughs> yeah, uh, which it's all mad. Which brings us, fellas, to April. Now, April was a very big year for me. Uh, big year, big month. Uh, because <laughs> it finally saw the release of Final Fantasy VII Remake, a, a a remake that I've been waiting for for longer than you can imagine. I don't know if yeah. you remember, but when the PS3 came out, they had this technical demo where it was they remade the intro sequence of Final Fantasy VII uh, using the cell processor and all of that stuff for the PS3. And it looked fucking amazing at the time. And I was like, oh, man, I wish they made a fucking game of this. And then they're like, no, we're not making it. We're not making it. Go fuck yourselves. And I remember famously there was an interview with one of the top dogs at Square Enix. And they said that they would never make a Final Fantasy VII remake because if they did that, it was effectively admitting to themselves that they could never top what they did for Final Fantasy VII. So that was a bit of an interesting one. But hey, here we are in April, Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, and they did it. (laughs) Well, we say that they've remade the game. They've only remade one-fifth of the game. (laughs) (laughs) With uh, God knows when the next episode is going to come out and how big or small that's going to be. Made it another eight months and we still don't know when part two of five might get released. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Um, But I played it, finished it. One of the few games that I did finish this year, but uh, it was a bit of a wild ride. I did enjoy it immensely. Uh, Not a perfect game by any stretch of the imagination, even though some outlets gave it a 10 out of 10 essential grade. Which, uh, you know, everyone's got their own opinion. Some opinions are, <laughs> some opinions are wrong. Uh, no, but, yes. But that also introduced our very first um, spoiler cast that we released for our patrons, where Jamie also played the game, finished it, and we had a, uh, I believe that was maybe an hour and a half, or an hour yeah, rant a... on the game, and what we, we liked about it, what we didn't to, like about uh... it. Yeah, we didn't have too many things to disagree on, which is probably why uh, it didn't have to run too long. Uh, yeah. We were considering the you know the, the differences in our sort of perspectives and our, our history with that game. Yeah, uh, it was interesting to see how closely aligned we were when, when we both played it. Yeah, it, yeah, it was quite interesting. Um, but the game played great. I mean, the the combat system still fucking amazing, uh, even by twenty twenty one standards. Hey, hey, hey! Can say that now. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's not a game that didn't have its issues. The middle section felt a little bit saggy. Um, the ending was very much a head-scratcher for a lot of people who played the game, uh, even those who were familiar with it and who weren't. And it had this weird thing where a lot of the textures weren't loading in properly. And some of the textures looked like, I don't know, they looked like fucking PS2, PS3 textures. They looked really, really fucking bad. And... It was definitely a big gripe that I had of the game because it was fucking noticeable in every part of the game. It was ridiculous. But yeah. Uh, Also introduced my Bay of 2020, if we're going to throw out awards, of uh, Jesse. Jesse was a great (laughs) fucking character. Yeah, I I, I liked some of those characters more than I thought they would. But then at the the same time, I felt betrayed by some of them. And in not necessarily ways that are are their fault. I don't know. Well, he's expand. Oh no! I was—I was, I was going to say I, I remember specifically one sequence where 
um, <laughs> some major characters either die or it's implied that they die and maybe they don't. And I just remember thinking, this is really what we're doing. Like yeah. we're doing it this suddenly, <clears throat> we're doing it in this way, we're doing it with this dialogue, we're doing it at this point in the story. And I thought like there, there, there were decisions made that were, as I say, it seems weird to refer to them, like to almost personify them, but beyond <laughs> the control of the characters, if that makes sense, yeah. that, that damaged them. Right. And then there were also, again, like lots of examples of bad writing that made the characters much, much harder to sort of identify with. Because yeah. sometimes there was absolutely no logic in anything they ever said or did. <laughs> You're like, much like what Jonesy and I thought after playing the demo, how are we meant to emote or care about these people when they seem like fucking aliens in the way they talk and behave? <laughs> like these are, even if this is a fantasy setting, these are humans that are being presented to us that don't behave like any other human being on planet Earth. Yeah, it's pretty weird, and I didn't even play it. Apart from the demo, so. Here's a controversial one, Chris. What? Probably pro- might not make the top ten. Probably wouldn't. Really? Wow. Yeah. I, I think that is quite controversial. Um, well, I've yeah, I've been thinking about my kind of uh, my goatee and. You I, beg your pardon. My goatee. My oh, your game goatee. Of the year. <laughs> not my like, goatee. I'm not going to. I was. Yeah, I was like. I was, Okay, I was like, where's this going? Yeah, I'm not pulling a shroud, don't worry. Um, but yeah, I just, I think, I think it's in the running for my game of the year. Okay, okay. In, in, a, in a weird way. But hey, you know, we'll go through some other stuff and then maybe we can discuss what we think of what was good and what wasn't. But anyway. Um, but yeah, other, other games that came out in April. Resident Evil 3 remake. Fucking smashing the remakes, fellas. So Resident Evil yeah. 3 remake kind of uh well received but turns out that game is fucking short. <laughs> I think it some people were mentioning they could finish it in about yeah. two and a half to three hours, which is insane. Yeah, it's such a weird one, right? Where obviously building on the foundations that Resident Evil 2 had laid down, it was so strong in so many departments, you know, that fundamentally it still looked good, it still played well, and you know, as far as I was aware, having not played the original, it was a fairly, you know, accurate representation of what Resident Evil 3 was going for back in the day and its depiction of some of the story elements and yeah. with, as, with Nemesis as a villain. But it just kind of came and went. And I think it was because it was short and it had a few other issues, it ended up being in that sort of like 8 out of 10 range, if you would sort of aggregate reviews, that meant that it didn't have the staying power of a Resident Evil 2, the kind of you've got to play this of a Resident Evil 2, yeah. but also wasn't disastrous enough to stick in our mind as a disappointment or a flop. Just kind of came and went. Yeah. I think the Resident Evil 2 had used up a lot of the um, that sort of like nostalgia for remaking games and, and doing that. And so once you've had it, once you've had a taste, it's kind of hard to to live on that again, isn't it? Like, well, Because we covered Resident Evil 2 a lot, I think. We talked about it we, a lot. We People played really the whole thing on, on stream at ATG. Yeah, but then three did just kind of fizzle, which was which is interesting and odd. But yeah, I, do you know what? I didn't even look at three because I haven't even played like two yet, and I was like, well, I need to play two before I play three. Yeah, oh, the, the Alex Jones method. You got to do it. You have to do it. Well, if if the rumors are to be true and to be believed, you know the confirmed rumors, we're going to be seeing a Resi Four remake very soon. So who knows? You know, why would you not if you were them? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, they will. It, they it, will. It, it, it's like that Nintendo meme where they're holding up the 3DS and money's coming out of it and they're just shout- <laughs> laughing at each other saying, it prints money. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it does. Fucking hell. 
Um, but yeah, another game that if came that, out. If that prints money, what does the Switch do? Shit, gold bars. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> Fucking hell, yeah. Uh, another game that came out was Gears Tactics, fellas, which uh, I think yeah. Jamie's the only one that's played it out of us. Oh, I haven't played it yet. It's a, it's a good game. It's a good game. I, I didn't finish it. It's probably too long and doesn't mix up, uh, you know, the gameplay enough. There's not enough variety to yeah to warrant that length. But it's it's a solid tactics game if you really want an XCOM style experience in your life, which I don't. So <laughs> stopped. But some people might. Yeah. Game Pass and that. Uh, yeah, Games Pass. That, that's the the big kind of success story of this year, I guess, is Games Pass and all the games that they've been bringing in. But yeah, yeah. Uh, especially. Now, yeah, is that when we started to get called shills because we kept talking about games? Probably, pass every probably week. around that yeah. point. Yeah, well, because if you look at it, like Ori and the Ori would have been a Game Pass thing. Yeah. Gears Taxes would have been a Game Pass thing. There's things we haven't mentioned here, like how we discovered momentarily games like Sea of Thieves thanks to Game Pass. Yeah. So yeah, March and April, sort of early lockdown months, were definitely <laughs> Game Pass shill months for us. <laughs> but I think it was less a shill than we were doing more PSA. Like, hey, if we're going to be locked down, this is a fucking great way to get your hands on shit ton of games. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And it still is. Yeah, it still is. Uh, okay, guys, the, the most interesting thing for me <laughs> that happened in April, even, even more interesting than Final Fantasy VII Remake, was that Sony revealed the DualSense controller for the PlayStation 5, without revealing the PlayStation 5, just the controller, which obviously led to our infamous uh, DualSense bet on whether or not the DualSense could... On the, the DualShock... No, listen, the bet wasn't... The bet yeah, wasn't... The, the, the bet was, was the bet the, then? I thought it was later. It, may, it might have been later, actually. Because it was, when, it was when Sony released the information about the, the backwards compatibility. I don't think that was tied into the date of the... <sighs> Um, uh, I actually don't I remember. Might have been. I might be wrong about that. I'm not sure of the actual date of the bet. I don't think it was that early in the year. Though. I think it might have been because it didn't we have that bet before Last of Us Part Two? I feel like we did. <sighs> oh God, I, I don't. I someone in the chat in the comments, yeah, will, I'm, I'm, the, I'm, watching I'm, this will know. They will have documented <laughs> who said what on what date. If anyone in the in the comments on YouTube can tell us what uh, month was it that we actually we made the original bet, yeah. Um, but but look, uh, so they revealed yeah. the dual sense, which obviously are our first glimpse at almost the design direction that they were taking the PlayStation Five. Mate, there was rage off the back of this controller reveal, like people losing their minds because it was white. Like, what have you done? And it, do you know what? It's friggin' gorgeous. I love wow, the dual sense. Gorgeous, even. friggin' gorgeous. The dual sense five. That's the five. The dual sense controller is easily my favorite controller of all time in the console sphere now. Nice. Look, I, I have one. I, I have one right know. here, sitting here, and it feels lovely. You they, are, they, are, they are damn nice controllers, I've got to say. like I, I can't really remember what my first take was. I think it was yeah. more positive than negative. But no matter what you think about what it looks like, which is, I guess, what we were reacting to at the time, and Chris, again, not to rub salt in the wounds, but this thing is a really nice feeling controller. And when you play games that take advantage of everything it can do, yeah, it just, it works. It yeah. really works. Yeah. Well, there we go. It slaps as the youngsters say. Uh, do you want to know what yeah. this is? Do you know what? I've not heard anyone mention this yeah. year. Anything about the Xbox controller. Cause it's, it's the same more or yeah, less, it's, right? It's the same. Yeah. I, I think exactly. No, but it's I think non, it's non memorable, not mentionable, irrelevant. Well, I think that's maybe a little bit of a harsh take. I think it just does what it needs to do without any fanfare. So not it's almost 
at this point, middle of the road, right? Like not good, not bad. It does what it does. Mm. And and look, the Xbox One controller as a blueprint was a very good controller. I preferred it over the PlayStation 4 controller. I still do. So it's not like it's not like it's bad at all. It's just they haven't no. done anything. That, that doesn't have anything also, to, to put in the headlines, right? It's representative of Microsoft's ta- or their tactics as well, right? Which is that all these things are going to coexist and everything's going to work together. They haven't done some big step forward next generation controller that means that there's no backwards compatibility with previous controllers on next gen games because they want everything to work. You know, yeah. they released those elite controllers. They released those adaptive controllers for you know uh, people with handicaps and so yeah. on and so forth. They want all that stuff to work, and it does. Yeah, um, you can you yeah. can use your no, Xbox One controller on yeah. your Series X. Yeah, the, no, that's and the, that's one the, that is one nice thing they've done, which is to give people the option yeah. to the. Uh, to be accessible, uh, maximum, maximally yeah. accessible. The, the, net, the net result, though, is you end up in a weird situation where, not to jump ahead again, where PS5 has you know, Astro's Playroom and Demon Souls and games like that that are PlayStation 5 only, you know, exclusive to that console. Yeah. Xbox, in theory, doesn't have the opposite, where there won't be any <laughs> Series X exclusive games. The only issue is we don't have a good example of that because the game that would have made the best example of that, as we will get to later, didn't come out this year. Yeah. What a fucking oh, shame. Fucking Christ. Or maybe not a shame. As uh No you know, <laughs> the, Don't say it. No, no, because listen, I, I feel that twenty twenty was very much a <laughs> uh it, it was a lesson. Let's put it that way. It was a lesson that we need to learn. <laughs> and it was a lesson that we should have learned many years prior, but hey, you know what? If ever there was a year to learn that lesson, it was this year. But we'll get to it, all right? But in May, fellas, we had three Interesting releases, all starting with the letter M. You care to take any guesses? I can um, read them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's much of a guess. All right, fine, for fine. Us. Pull, you know, pull the curtain uh. back. We, yes, we have a document of all of the fucking stuff. Well, in front of us. okay. What if, what if? What if? I mean, I'm looking at this. Uh, the other thing I'm seeing about this list is that maybe there's one obvious choice for each of us to talk about. So, what if we just did it that way? All right, sure. So then, go on, Jonesy. You do the first one. Uh, cool. Uh, sure. Man Eater was a uh, game about a great white shark in the bayous of um, uh, I, I guess it's what's the name of the state or the America? The town? No, what's the, the, <laughs> the place? The will state be... of America. Oh, what is it called? I can't remember. <laughs> New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. Where you play uh, as a little tiny sharky thing and then you eat lots of fish and alligators and fight and gradually level yourself up do you know what a very fun game something i did play and i did stream and i enjoyed it wasn't something i went back to yet i can't say i will never jump in there again because it's kind of a pick up and put down game you can yeah you can have a bit of fun with it and enjoy it i i, um, I yeah, would tend a- to disagree with that jonesy because if it was purely a pick up and put down game you would have picked it up and put it down multiple times by now. <laughs> I, think I mean they came the out in may dude oh he's done him <laughs> the, the problem with this year was, despite the fact that it was kind of a bit choppy and, and a lot of games got delayed and stuff, I feel like I've been playing games all, solidly all year. There's always been something to play, always been like big games to tide you over until other games came out. Um, and I think specifically with this one, it was uh, it was a game that came out the next month, which meant that I didn't play yeah. any more of Man yeah. Eater. Um, and also, I played every game in th- that came out this month. Um, so, well, I played... <laughs> Well, it, not all of them, but in a roundabout maybe. way, because yeah, because yeah, I guess to jump ahead to the one that maybe I, I can uh, shine some light on, May was also the month where Two uh, K's weird rollout of what would eventually be a mafia trilogy began. 
Um, yeah. But the reason it was weird is because uh, while Mafia 2 and Mafia 3 Definitive Editions arrived in May, Mafia Definitive Edition did not. <laughs> Didn't. Uh, but still, I took the opportunity to replay Mafia 2, which it turned out was still Mafia 2. Chris, over to you. <laughs> yeah. Over to me. Uh, so I don't know how this happened, but I, I got uh, shafted in with uh, <laughs> Chris, Minecraft Chris, this was your Dungeons. game of the year, admit it. This was your game of the year. Yeah, my game of the year, Minecraft Dungeons. I don't know. We played this on stream. I don't remember whose stream we played it on. Uh, Steph's, I think. I thought it was yours, Chris. Maybe. Oh, was it? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, we played it on stream. It was like a very stripped back uh, action RPG title. Uh, but the thing is, it was free on Games Pass. So again, it was kind of one of those things. It's like, yeah, sure. I'll play that. Why not? Um, it was it was a very limited experience. I think that was the problem with Dungeons. It wasn't. So, I think you play it once and you play it for long enough, and there's no reason to yeah. ever go back. Well, it, it's weird, right? Because obviously Minecraft is a fucking worldwide phenomenon from like children to adults, etc. But it does seem that Minecraft Dungeons is probably more uh, aimed at the younger side of that audience, right? Maybe I I don't know for for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I think you have to be a little bit older to understand sort of like weapons and 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 like the it, the, the action yeah, but mechanics. But it's so dumbed but, down. Like it does it does it. Really... But my, but Minecraft is literally a, like a game about putting down blocks and building stuff. It's about it's about the magic of. Whereas putting du- blocks but down. Dungeons is like a Diablo clone with loot and leveling and XP and you know item rarity and so on and so forth. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I kind of feel like the, uh, my, the Minecraft is one of those games that the normal game is one of those games that it's not about the game in itself. It's more about what the people or the players do with it. Yeah. And I think the, for the issue for me of Dungeons was that's it's the total opposite. It's you can't yeah, do only anything one, except only one exactly thing to do. what the game wants you to do. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's kind it of was, a weird thing to mix with. It was literally we played it on that one stream and I was like, yeah, cool. I'm I'm done with this game. Maybe nice. for you too. I got everything I needed to out of it. Like, pff, fine. Thank God I didn't pay money for it. <laughs> I went back and finished it. Did no. you? Okay. Yeah, with Steph. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for you. <laughs> well, you know what? I I, fin- I finish what I start. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> I didn't. I do not have the uh, the time or you're, the patience. You're yeah, honest about it. This twenty twenty this... is seeing me going more towards the Jonesy side of things. So. I don't even. Do know you, I don't how you've always been like, toward my Im- side. Ima- I imagine if about. I told you that in March, like, "Hey, Chris, not only are you going to go into lockdown uh, and be unemployed through a lockdown, but you're also going to finish fewer games than you've finished." No, I, know, I would you'd not be have believed fuming. you. Honestly, and you'd I, be fuming. Even looking back at this year in review, I'm like, I can't believe I didn't finish that. <laughs> can't believe I, I can't believe you've done this. Ah, oh, fuck! I can't believe you've done this. No, I think the difference is that um, in previous years. Obviously, I knew how much time I had. It was quite obviously laid out to me. So, yeah, when I selected what games to play and finish, I was a lot more selective on it. Whereas this, whereas twenty twenty was a lot more kind of scattershot and and unknown and shit coming in and out and yeah, it's just a, a bit of, a bit of a jumble. But anyway, uh, in March we also got was it March? What, what month are we in, fellas? May. We're in May. <laughs> Yeah, in May we also f- got a glimpse at Unreal Engine Five playing a real-time demo running on the PlayStation Five, mm. uh, which is kind of cool. You know, uh, I know a lot of uh, aspiring devs on our Patreon uh, Discord were very interested to see what they had going, and they did have some really cool tech. Everything looked very impressive, and 
obviously, yeah, our first glimpse of anything running on a PlayStation 5 was like, yeah, this is pretty cool. Yeah, it was it was exciting at the time, I remember. It was pretty exciting. Uh, have we heard anything about Unreal Engine 5 since then? No. Uh, but hey, that's just how it goes. Next year. Next year will be the year, I'm sure. Yeah, 2021's the year. But hey, fellas, CD Projekt Red in the news. Because, you know, oh. everybody's favorite European games company. Because uh, it was revealed that they surpassed Ubisoft to become Europe's, Europe's most valuable video game company. Not bad for those, uh, you know, those no. few Polish people in their mom's basement uh, making, jo- cranking our games. Jonesy, uh, as a shareholder, could you tell us whether or not they are still Europe's most valuable video game company? Uh, they're still doing very well, to be fair to them. They are worth probably... Do you know what? I just opened the app to see where they're at, and they just dropped. <laughs> as it loaded, oh my god, it's dropping more. Oh, literally, as is I'm it dropping now, in real time? Down. That's yeah, amazing. For, any, for, any, for anyone listening, this isn't a bit or a joke. Jonesy <clears throat> does actually own CD Projekt Red stock, or CD Projekt stock. I've got, yeah, I have, I have a measly three shares in CD Projekt. Wow. Um, uh, no, stop it, saying bounce, that. Just tell people it, yes. Just say, Jonesy, like, yes, I'm 100%. a shareholder. Do you know what this? This is the thing. This is this is what this is why I own it is because it will bounce back, and we'll we'll talk about it obviously a bit later. But I, for one, think that maybe it's a little bit crazy for um, a company that have made two games and are living on the. the they um, made more than two games, but yeah, sure. Well, okay, two games any of us think about or talk about, uh, but at this point, sorry, they had two games. Um, I think it's kind of mad, you know, that they that they surpassed Ubisoft before they before CD Project before Cyberpunk even came out. Um, yeah, it's kind of insane, yeah. really. Yeah, it is pretty insane. I think it's a testament to the hype of cyberpunk and, uh, well, just the, the strength of, of The Witcher 3 that all of this kind of happened, you know? Yeah. I think, I think yeah, I, think this, I don't think the success of Gwent hurt them at all either. I think that as a, as a little, uh, you know, stopgap kind of gave everyone, um, especially streamers, it was quite popular, wasn't it, on streams and a lot of people yeah. playing it. I think it's... Um, that sort of gave people a little bit of um, a little boost and thought, oh, wow, this is de- they're yeah. going to put out the best game we've and also, seen ever. It, it, so. it only just missed out on this recap because it was kind of like the lines were blurred between which year it took place in. But obviously the uh, the Witcher on Netflix was ended yeah. up being a huge deal and ended up doing wonders for the game in terms of sales and sort of yeah. current numbers. So I wonder if there was this thinking at the time of, hey, not only is Cyberpunk set to be just an astronomical release, but they're also able to then fall back on a game that might have established itself as one of the biggest fancy true, RPGs, yeah, yeah. if not the biggest fancy RPG in, in the world. Was it was it this year that the that Witcher came to Switch? Was it no, was that, that was year? last year, last year, late year. last year. End of last year. Christmas. Because yeah. it definitely went all uh, um Skyrim and just started appearing everywhere. Yeah. So it's a good strategy, yeah. It is. It's understandable in some respects. At the same time, it's kind of crazy, but you know, it is yeah. what it is. Well, heading into June, fellas, maybe the most important uh, month of the year because one of the biggest games of the year came out in The Last of Us Part 2. Yeah. Not without its uh, controversy. What a month that was. Crazy. Absolutely, Absolutely mental. Insane. What a roller coaster of a month, too. Yeah, it's just, I've, I've seen some people are trying to uh, even liken the release of Last of Us Part Two with 
cyberpunk because they were talking about the fact of you know being really strict with reviewers and what they're allowed to show and the fact that they're not allowed to show large parts of the game before release um i think in the case of last of us part two completely understandable in my opinion um if you're trying to shield like story elements then 100 exactly, yeah. if you're trying to shield performance issues then yeah it's it's entirely different it's but completely like, different yeah. but like i said yeah it's not without its uh controversy because yes there were some uh embargoes on what you could show and people kind of took that the wrong way uh i think the a couple of months prior they had the leaks the story leaks leaked onto youtube yep. like what was actually happening in the in that game and the early parts uh with uh some Ooh, beloved yeah. characters there was obviously so, all the all the um the sjw stuff around the game and you know oh there's a trans woman in there and all of this stuff. It's like, well, come on, guys. Oh, I forgot about all that stuff, yeah, obviously, which turned out dude, to be yeah. bollocks. And then it just that everyone stopped talking about yeah, it. It's just, it's, yeah. It, it, say what you want about The Last of Us Part Two. It's quite obviously a, 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 like a linchpin in the year where things kind of were building up to it and things kind of fell off after it as well. It was a very kind of integral part of what made 2020, 2020 in gaming terms. Um, you know, we we even recorded a spoiler cast, our second spoiler cast on the Patreon about The Last of Us Part Two, And I think it is the longest video we have ever made. We also recorded it on the hottest day of the year where we were uh, yes. absolutely sweltering. But we managed yeah, to get through it. And I think we picked apart that game and dissected it from pretty much every possible angle you can think of, good and bad. Um, I could have gone longer on that. <laughs> on that, um, Yeah, but I think we were just talking around in circles at that point. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, not to say that, like, I, at least from my perspective, I don't still don't love the game, uh, but I did finish it, and I do think it's an important game. But yeah, I, I, you know, why don't you guys give your kind of like thoughts on it? Because it, th this is a big one, right? This is a, a, a cornerstone of of twenty twenty. Oh, don't don't all rush at once, please. <laughs> um. Okay, I'll 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 do it. I'll be brief. Um. I thought I thought it was very brave in some respects what they did in the story. I think I can see why they did what they did. I can also see why people were annoyed. But I think you're always going to have that of um anything that's story driven you're always going to have people who aren't happy with the story when you've got millions of people that play something and and have they're all invested and they have ideas about what's going to happen etc cetera, etc cetera. i think you're never ever going to please everybody uh, a, a phenomenal game not perfect by any stretch of the imagination like it, it could have done more it could have it could have advanced the genre more it could have been a little bit more experimental but i think a phenomenal 25 hour experience that i thoroughly enjoyed and is my game of the year i think pretty Ooh. pretty easily um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I largely just echo Jonesy's thoughts. Really, I, I think it's so strange to try and look back on the Last of Us Part Two within the context of everything that was going on around the game at the time. And I think now, with hindsight, whether this is the right thing or to do to not to do or not is up for discussion. But I find it easier to just to view that game in a vacuum and remember what I was going through and what I was feeling, especially as someone who you know played and finished that game in three or four days on pretty much a sort of a, a total media blackout. I was yeah. just ignoring everything else going on. Um, and and the the result was that I just had a, a phenomenal time with it. I think I was actually 
perhaps more positive on the gameplay and what they hadn't hadn't changed than some people were. I understand criticisms about how it's maybe a little bit too rooted in the design that was uh, very prominent uh, in the previous generation and maybe we should have been moving away from. I get that, but I I didn't care that much. I thought there were other improvements that uh, mattered more to me. Yeah, and just but just from a sort of a a writing and storytelling and performance um, standpoint, uh, and I don't want to. It's not necessarily any one of those that you pick out. It's when all three come together to deliver something that becomes meaningful in ways that you're not necessarily used to in the medium. That that that's what really always worked for me uh, in in the first Last of Us and the second one. And I think there are some people out there that are really critical of story decisions, and yep, that's totally me. fine. Put my hand yep. up. There are some people out there who are needlessly criti- critical of the story itself and the writing itself in a ways that I don't agree with. I remember seeing one take, maybe on Reddit, maybe on YouTube, saying that if you transcribe The Last of Us 2 into a book, it would be the worst book of all time. <laughs> uh, people who think that way, I just can't see eye to eye to them with them. Uh, I don't know what it means. Like, I don't know what it means either. There are some people who think that all of a sudden revenge stories are like, ba- it's like, hang on a second, some of the best pieces of media of all time whether it's novels or yeah uh, tv shows or films yeah. or whatever are revenge stories like let's not pretend I, I, that they're I love the like one dimensional all of a sudden yeah i love the fact that people were dissecting the game so much that they looked at uh, there was a poster on the wall or some shit where's abby's training routine and they're like abby could never get as big as she got simply by doing <laughs> uh, those exercises those, those people are beyond help <laughs> <laughs> but but again, like it's it's that for as much as I understand some of the criticisms of either story moments and story choices or the writing itself, for me the thing that was the strength of the Last of Us Part Two and has been the strength of some of Naughty Dog's other work is when that writing and those performances and their performance, the quality of their performance capture and the quality of their tech to deliver these just stunningly detailed, gorgeous cutscenes. That, that allow all those other elements to sort of like combine um that that's where the game really shines for me um yeah. and i found it very effective and and i really enjoyed my time with it it's um it's almost novel now to remember playing a uh fantastic game that you get incredibly stressed with because that's what the game intended as yeah. opposed to yeah. being incredibly stressed with a game and that's not what was intended yeah yeah for technical issues um yeah i think i think looking back on my experience with The Last of Us Part Two is probably more positive than how I felt when I was going through it. Um, I didn't like the story choices whatsoever, and I don't think I still do. So, you know. The story or the presentation of the story? Were you both? More, both? Both, okay. Um, yeah, I just felt that there were big issues in terms of that. Uh, you know, the, not to bang on the drum, and I don't want to go into it too much, but obviously there's that whole issue about the ludonarrative dissonance about like, oh, killing's bad, oh, but you only get to kill people. But fine, whatever, like, it's yeah, a game. But... No, but no, I'm, I'm not getting into it, Jamie. I'm just saying like, you know, yeah, but it, you it is could, a thing. You don't, you, don't, you don't get to say, we can't, we're not getting into it, but here's all these statements <laughs> I'm going to make that you will obviously disagree. <laughs> okay, 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 no, fine, fine. To. If you want to get That's into not it, how it's, this works. it's this. It's this, is if you, if you really want to have a, a moral to the story that you're trying to speak about, especially in such a high-profile game where... <laughs> The, the the big impact of it is the story and these lessons is that I'm not saying necessarily that you should be able to have a stealth option throughout the game where you don't kill anyone, right? But it just, it felt a bit heavy-handed one way over the other of saying killing is so bad and this is the person and they've got names and they're calling out for each other. But they didn't, 
it's almost like they put all their attention in that side of it, but they didn't put their attention into the actual gameplay of it to make it kind of cohesive. It just felt like there were two different paths on how they were making the game to play and how they were making the story. So, and I think I think that there could have been an opportunity to have improved upon that. Okay. I I don't know to what extent we can get into it. Um, but yeah, like <laughs> hey, we we went through it. I disagree. I disagree. That's the thing. We've done it all before. That's done it all before. My only my only thought there, and I'll, I'll I'll say it quickly, is that ludo narrative dissonance is when when Nathan Drake kills fifty hundred fifty thousand pirates and then starts laughing and cracking jokes. The the characters <laughs> in the Last of Us Two are never presented to be or meant to be perceived as good people, which is why I don't think it's ludo narrative dissonance, in my opinion. Potentially, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see that perspective for sure. And in fact, um, the, the, the flip, the switch of The Last of Us Part Two, in some respects hinges on the fact that you've got to the point with that first character that maybe you don't see as eye-to-eye to them as you used to because of what they've yeah. done by that, by, by that point in the story. Yeah, yeah. But again, now we're getting into... Now we're getting into now it. We're into now we're getting into it. Sorry, folks. Um, I, I will say this, though. Go listen to the again. <laughs> yeah. I will say this, though. Uh it uh last of us part two probably had my most my favorite um set piece of any game this year for sure oh can you tell us is it a spoiler uh it's uh i'll tell you the mission name is called the descent okay okay yeah 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 uh, yeah no, that's, I can't which one that is. so oh, that's where you're playing as abby and you're going down this uh skyscraper apartment block building retail oh, yes. building and it's yeah. It's probably the most horror uh, genre that The Last of Us does in its entirety of its game. The horror elements of that just felt so fucking oh, on bro. point. Yeah, it was. It was good. I, sh- was I shit good. myself playing that game so many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, other game, big game releases, uh, a massive one actually, but not for any of us three. I don't believe is Valorant. Yeah. Yeah. How weird, how weird, like, it's just so odd to me that, I like, can't believe it came out in June. Like, it, it feels like it was, because it's still something that I, I feel I want to get into, but. Ah, uh, see, that's where you and me are different. I'm glad <laughs> you've got that kind of, that side to you that's curious, but I have no curiosity around games like oh. Valorant now. Right, so that being obviously Riot's uh, CSGO meets Overwatch uh, competitive esports FPS game, which uh, yeah. people are apparently loving. Who knows? <laughs> Seems like it's still going. Yeah, yeah. Are Every they t- loving it? Yeah, I think they're. I think they're loving it. Just because you're not. No, I, I was <laughs> going to say like Valorant was a weird one for me because I think I remember at the time saying that like, this game's not really going to do much, and it's they're trying to because it, it looked to me like they'd effectively tried to mash together a number of other uh, different other um, battle royale games, and they were trying to almost like game the system by going, we'll take this, this, this from these different games, smash them all together, and make a great game. And then it did seem to kick off for a bit, like you had a lot of big streamers who were playing it. Yeah. But I'd be interested to see the stats and stuff about how, how people are playing it, because I kind of, it seemed to just die away a lot. Although I do still see people stream it. It seems almost more like a game to stream and watch rather than, do you know what I mean? I don't really hear anybody talk about how many people are playing it. Well, so how, many people, how many people do you hear talk about playing CSGO? Oh, you could do quite a lot when people talk about stats for games and how many, you know, the numbers are always getting I mean, up about it being a big game. No, so I'm, I'm kind of Valorant, with Chris. I think Valorant for me just seems like I'd like I'd be interested to know how it's done like, this year. 
I, I could look up the numbers for any of these games, but I can't remember the last time like the numbers for for like like for CS:GO or for Overwatch or PUBG. I can't remember the last time any of them surfaced naturally. Yeah, you I, never I, hear I, about how well I, they're doing. I, I will, they're, I will this tell is, you this now. This is a game that came out. This is a game that came out now, six months is, ago. I'd expect it to be more like Overwatch. You couldn't get away from for like the first. I don't even know. But, like, uh, but I think we're just not in the circle, Jonesy. We're not in that League of Legends, Riot, yeah. CSGO, be fair, Overwatch circle. Um, but I can tell that. you now that Valorant is currently, as we're recording now, got 44.6 thousand viewers on Twitch at number 10 in its browse. But, but again, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, I, I hear about it a lot and I see it a lot on Twitch and streamers streaming it. But I'd be interested to know the figures on how many people are playing it. Like, I don't, I don't know how... I don't know. I'd be, just be interested to see how it's doing because it does seem like people like it. But again, I'm. It's almost like a game people seem to watch. I think the difference like. is that. But I could be that I'm not in. I'm not in that world. Yeah, actually, I, I, I think it's that, and I think the difference is that it established itself so quickly that it's just. You say, it's just like, there now. It felt like it felt like it was forced on everyone. Like in a weird way, I I was getting Valorant rammed down my throat, and I'm not in that world. And so it was kind of odd to me at the beginning. Um, but that's just the marketing then, cycle, right? And then the marketing cycle yes. ends and then you don't hear about it. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. But don't get me wrong. It's nowhere near as bad as some games and how, how forced down your throat they are. But <laughs> it'd be interesting to see the stats for that and, and how many people have been playing it this year, for sure. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, another game that came out, uh, much to my enjoyment, was Command & Conquer Remastered Collection, which was uh, Command & Conquer 1 and Command & Conquer Red Alert. You streamed a bit of Red Alert, if I'm not mistaken. I did, and uh, that is a very good game, even though it is very aged. (laughs) (laughs) It's a pure nostalgic hit and and nothing else, but yeah, it's quality. I I really like that. Uh, But yeah, what else? Uh, Microsoft announced the closure of Mixer (laughs) July 22nd, and then for some reason transitioned all of their partners to Facebook Gaming. Yeah. When, Weird, okay, like, so I think that was the last time that I heard anything about Facebook gaming in the news. Same, actually, probably. Like if I'm if I'm being honest, but the whole yeah. thing was just a, just such a mess, especially like when you consider the uh, the you know the the poaching that they'd been doing prior of people like Ninja and Shroud yeah. and the 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 dollar values associated with some of those contracts that those guys were placed on. Everything around what happened to Mixer this year was. A real shame for what a lot of people used it said was a kind of decent platform. Yeah, and I think it was kind of it's a bit of a shock to the system for those people on that platform because I don't think they got much, a lot of kind of prior warning, as it were. Yeah. Uh, but you know, talking about streaming, uh, that was when Doctor Disrespect got permanently banned from Twitch. <gasps> yeah. Dun, dun, dun. That long ago, blimey. Yeah. June, I know. Crazy. It is kind of mad. I mean. I, I I really feel bad for Doctor Disrespect. It doesn't seem like he's bounced back uh, at all. Um, you know. From... <laughs> 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 yes, I mean he's back on YouTube with a. I think he had a peak of five hundred and ten thousand concurrent viewers on his fucking stream, which is yeah. insane. Absolutely yeah. insane. Yeah. But hey, get, like yeah, he's he's good at what he does. You know, people will follow him where, wherever he goes, and I think uh, who... it's yeah. I was going to say, who would have thought back then in June, with all the speculation and how you know how deep we kind of got going down the rabbit hole on Doctor Disrespect and what happened, that by the end of the year we still wouldn't know. Oh yeah, still don't know why he was banned. But remember, there was all those things of like, oh, I couldn't he, have taken it. He's going to start his own streaming platform with Ninja and Shroud, and 
Yeah. He's just he's no, he's just on YouTube. Fuck it. <laughs> you know, and Those, in in, in if, hindsight, that's probably the move that makes the most sense, right? Similarly, if if they if he'd have come out and said, oh, you know, it was this, it was boring, but it's happened, and now I'm just going to be on YouTube, that I would have, that would have sucked because I enjoyed those weeks of. Um, oh, it was a know, roller coaster, to... dude. Yeah, it was it was great. I, I enjoyed. He it. He knew weeks before. He knew in the last stream. This is the second he received this message saying yeah. this. It was you know all that stuff was wicked. There are, there are probably there are only two times this year that I remember like putting my phone down for an hour and coming back to around a hundred <laughs> messages, uh, maybe maybe even more. I won't say what the second one was because. It, I know what it is, but um, the first one was was absolutely Doctor Disrespect. So, yeah. if you want to use that as a way to gauge, uh, you know how big a news story was, then it's up there. Well, I think it's just a case of like at this point, like getting the middle of the year right. We were, at that point we were so fucking tired of all the lockdown and all that shit that we were just any form of interesting entertainment that could go absolutely fucking mental. True. Like, it was like hell yeah, let's fucking go. True. Um, but yeah, all right, we're, we're we're coming up to the two hour mark very soon, so let's 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 fucking bulldoze through, right? Because Sony unveiled the PlayStation Five design and several new and upcoming games. Dark Souls. first reactions were interesting. Yeah, I think the design was quite uh, divisive. Um, yeah, wouldn't necessarily say that the divisiveness has died down that much, but I think people have just gotten used to the look of it. It still does look like a router. Fine. It was. It, I think it was. I think it's the thing it, when it's sitting in front of you, you can just deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> but let's. We, yeah. We when they released the images of it, it was like, what have they done? <laughs> like it just looks like a router. I think we said it when we first did. They did the reveal. We literally said, "What the fuck?" And then um, then all the memes came out about yeah. You know, and because of course by that point we didn't know size, we didn't know scale, we just knew look, and that added a different flavour to it. Once we um, yeah, learned yeah. about that as well. So. Well, that, that was the time when people took the uh, official screenshots and then they measured the uh, the size of the disc uh, port, for lack of a better word, and compared yeah. it to the Xbox Series X and compared it to um, the fucking uh, PS4 and did those like side-by-side comparisons, and it was like, holy shit, this thing is the biggest console ever made. <laughs> and it fucking is. It's fucking massive. It is. <laughs> oh, it's quite funny. It's oh, big. Man. Yeah. It's a big boy. But I like it. Well, you, you enjoy it, buddy. You, you deserve it. Uh, you. Going into July, uh, a couple of big game releases. We had uh, F1 2020. We had Carrion, uh, the remake, or no, the remaster of Destroy All Humans, which that's all fine, but uh, a big game that came out was Ghosts of Asa Akira. I mean, Tsushima. The joke that never gets old. I love it, man. Well, I love Asa Akira. <laughs> I, don't so. think he can, I don't think he can not say Ghosts of Tsushima without putting Asa Akira in there. Just, she's so prominent, fellas. I reckon he's done a deal with Asa Akira that he gets paid one pound every time he mentions her name. I wish. I, uh, if Chris did a deal with Asa Akira, I don't think he would take payment in that form. <laughs> I think there'd be other 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 clauses, other arrangements. Yeah, I think his I think his wife sorted the contract. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. No comment. Yeah, no comment. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Ghost of Tsushima, which is a game that I still haven't played and I really want to play, but I probably will not play it just because of my backlog and because of how long reports of the game have been coming out on it, which is a bit of a shame. But I don't want to have to oh, like yeah. I don't know I don't want to start a game and be like, let me put it this way I don't I never intentionally get a game 
knowing that I'm not going to play it, right? Like finish it. Right. There's always that intention. But I know that sure. if I had to pick, at least now, if I had to pick up Ghost of Tsushima, I just would not, would not be able to finish it. So, which is it, so surprising because it was the it was the people's choice game of the year. So um, it was the know, people's choice game of the year. You don't want to pick up the game of the year as voted yeah. for by the players. It's this is game. a this is a comfy top five in my in yeah. my game of the year. Okay, yeah. very See, good um, game. A very good game. Actually, it's a game that I know that I will be receiving. Oh, um, oh, yes. A few, Very nice. Well, within the next few weeks, because um, my brother every year says, what do you want for your birthday? And my birthday is just after Christmas. And I always ask for a computer game from him. And I said, there is a game I would like called Ghost of Tsushima. Nice. That's and he messaged a- me to say, I've got it. <laughs> so I was like, Thanks. You see, I never get games for like Christmas or birthdays or anything. I get like Biltong. Do people <laughs> ask you what you want though? Yeah. And you say Biltong. I said Biltong. Yeah, that, would, yeah, that, that, that might be why you're getting Biltong. I'm just, just a guess. But Yeah, no. I, I said to my brother, can I please have this game for my birthday? Yeah. And he well, said, I don't know. Like, as an example, oh, Chris, what do you want for Christmas? Like, PlayStation 5? Well, so, you, you've got a within reason, right? Like, yeah. I, I, of, of all the... I didn't get asked a huge amount of times, but, like, I, so I know my brother asked me what I want for Christmas. Yeah. Game. My mum's boyfriend asked me what I want for Christmas. Game. My aunt asked me what I want for Christmas. Game. My mum asked me what I want for Christmas. Game. Between yeah. between the three of them, the four of them even, I've basically got so many PS5 games that I even got some I don't want. No. Nice. Now that is called efficiency. <laughs> yeah, my majority of things I say to people when they ask me is a game. I'm, wow. I'm often, so for me, it's Call of Duty, Black Ops, and Ghost of Tsushima. I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. Me. Usually when it's what you want, it's almost like, Oh well, I need some new RAM for my my laptop, or I need a new mouse. <laughs> or, uh, Jesus, some I would not, I would not trust anybody I like in my family to buy anything like that. Oh no, I send them links. I'm like, this is the one. Oh, right. <laughs> in case you were wondering. <laughs> uh, but anyway, some. Do you know what? This is the, the I've played everything on this list, which I think is the first time for uh, one that's... of these months we've had. That's really good. Yeah, you you stream Destroy All Humans, didn't you? No, I haven't. What am I saying? I haven't played Ghost of Tsushima. How did I just <laughs> well, immediately you, forget the you, one game you we were talking about? You know you're going to imminently. That's, yeah, 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 that's why it messed with my brain. Uh, okay, but a, a really weird thing that happened in that month, right, in, in July, was a game that was released in 2018 started to pick up in popularity. Uh, you may have heard of it. It's called <laughs> Among Us, which... Uh, I don't know. It's been absolutely mental how popular this game has become, even to this day. Uh, the surge, which many attributed to COVID-19, saw it reach 3.8 million concurrent viewers, fellas. And the game wow, itself has exceeded is... 100 million downloads. To be fair, it's only like three pounds or whatever. So I mean, yeah, it, it's cheap and accessible and it runs on anything, but still. Yeah. What I love is the, the fact that uh, a sequel was announced, but then they're like, hmm... It's fine. <laughs> People yeah. are still throwing money at us for the first one, so let's let's cancel the sequel for now. I'm sure yeah. they'll get it's, around. It's totally it the wrong time as well. Like, why? If, if, I'm, I'm sure. It, maybe they'd already thought about it, but yeah, if a game like pops off in um, what we say in May of um, sorry July, why you would even entertain a sequel until at least a year, eighteen months after the fact? Like, it doesn't matter that it was released in 2018. No one played it. Like, yeah. just yeah. let everyone get like squeeze that sponge until every last drop has come out of it. Yeah, and and, and um, I think I think these days, a sequel. yeah, I think these days for games as a service, 
sequels actually tend to make less and less sense. Whereas because fe- they have been doing updates, haven't they? They released a yeah, new map and they've yeah. released some new and, stuff. And, yeah. and that's all you've got to do to keep people engaged. Like, sure, okay, you could say, oh, but a sequel is another way for people to pay money to buy another thing. But actually, a smarter way of games as a service to make money is through season passes, uh, cosmetics, etc., which is what I think they've kind of egged onto and said, hey, we don't need to put all this money into developing a sequel where we could just do the, these content drops. Nah, you know what they need to do, and the, and I think we've already talked about this. That someone else should done sell it. You want to get that game's maximum popularity, and you want to go and speak to Microsoft or yeah. like friggin' Valve or whoever, and go num you know one two awards at the Game Awards, like popping off big time. Hasn't been monetized in any way yet. You want to buy it, and then they go, yeah, and then you don't have to think about that yeah. game ever anymore. Move on to the next game, you know. Yeah, yeah. Crack on. Yeah, it's not a it's not a bad uh, bad way of looking at things, and I mean, es- especially with Microsoft, the way that they've been kind of well, they haven't really been buying games, but they've I guess they bought Mojang, which is like Minecraft. They bought Minecraft. Yeah. Anyway, well, they uh, they could so they could sell the studio, right? They could retain a small uh, share yeah. of the studio, sell the rest of it to Microsoft, and then say, "Hey, we'll make twenty percent of whatever you decide to do with it." But they at least walk away with um. Yeah, 80% of whatever my, they, they Microsoft think that would of that be game the dream, that studio work. But can you imagine yeah. if we had to make like some shitty mobile game that, okay, to be fair, it's not shitty, it's fun. Uh, but we had to make some mobile game and it was like, yeah, it did okay, you know, two years ago. And we kind of like left it to do its thing. Two years later, all of a sudden, this fucking the sweetheart of, of Twitch and you're like, oh, wow, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, has Among Us been updated yet so that it includes voice chat in the game? I think they've mm. got proximity voice chat, no? I have no or idea. That, or is that a mod? Because for me, like the one thing that's exciting about Among Us is you can see what they need to do to make that game yeah. just keep that wave going. Like not having to use Discord, not having to use different chat bot things in order to do it, having the functionality that you can only talk, you know, yeah, either in proximity or in a meeting to other people. Like that if that stuff was all included. Suddenly you remove yeah. the barrier to entry, like, or you can do it on mobile. It's not a pain in the ass. I, like. I, yeah, I know. I, I do. I, I tend to agree. Oh there, shit, there, fellas! I, I, sorry. I just remembered there was another game, big game that came out that we didn't really talk about. Oh yeah, which was Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout came out in oh, February. Did it? Yeah. For, no, oh, it didn't on. come out in February. I thought the was the the beta thing was like around was. Oh, no, it was Sorry, it was August. Full guys, yeah, we, oh, haven't got, right. we haven't got to it yet. That's why we haven't talked about it. My bad. Worry me then. Uh, well, this is just how screwy this year has been, where everything's kind of coalescing into each other. But anyway, listen, fellas, despite E3, because th- this was about the time that it would have been out, right? But uh, Sony, Microsoft, EA, Ubisoft, Warner Brothers, et al., they, uh, they had some digital events of their own, uh, showing off games such as Far Cry 6, uh, Horizon Forbidden West, Resident Evil Village, Hogwarts Legacy, Gotham Knights, Fable. I mean, the list goes on. But yeah, it's kind of, kind of mental. <sighs> yeah, I don't. And, I, I'll be honest. Yeah. Sorry, I, I don't know if this is the future or not, and I, so I, maybe it doesn't matter that much. Yeah. But I don't know how I felt about this summer's digital events rollout. I'd far rather have a more streamlined, more compact week of back-to-back stuff a la e3 then this weird thing of oh maybe the one that's in four weeks time will be good because yeah. this one wasn't 
Yeah, yeah, I yeah. agree with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah there was. Uh, That's why I don't think E three is dead, is because you need. It was a bit messy. Like this year was very messy. I just don't know how they go back stuff. to it, Jonesy. As, I, th- I as soon as soon in. as, like, I can tell you now, PlayStation will never go back to E three. Uh, probably not. Yeah. But that, do you mean do you mean won't go back to E three as in they won't have a formal presence, or do you mean they won't go back to E three as in uh, do the the in that week or two weeks to the lead up of E three? Oh, because no, I, what I I'm agree with you that most do, people, yeah, they'll do their own their own stuff. But even so, they'll do their own digital uh, presentation, and it won't be part of E three. That's what I'm saying. But even even releasing that's it, kind of a th- but even releasing it at the same time as E three, I just don't see the the draw for them to do that because you're just you're competing for you're shouting against the crowd right you kind of are but i agree with jamie that this year seemed kind of odd and messy and you needed like the you had the whole summer games thing with um again i think it was hosted by jeff Keeley, where you had a calendar of stuff and it 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 felt dry before that you then had this three month long period where you had to kind of keep track of what was going on and it just felt like never ending and actually it it probably made me uh, miss more stuff and not know where to put my attentions in a lot of respects because it was should I watch this two hour stream from Revolver <laughs> Digital or should I watch this like this other thing that comes out of this other place or should I be paying like I quite like E3's yeah, way of, I'm, I'm, of I'm not arguing with you that I, I also enjoyed it but I just don't see it coming back but I don't mean E3 what do I because you know what I mean I mean like the 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 event and surround E3 yeah. and the surrounding uh events that happen like when we actually went to la and we got to go there there's a whole load of things yeah. that go on outside of e3 itself and i think that carries on but yeah i like that e3 event as the pin as the the the, the little thing that combines everything yeah. and pulls everything together but i think J- jamie's right though even though he's uh, gone as far away from his microphone as he could possibly get in this tiny little room <laughs> <laughs> um it, it's easy not to, that it's, far at all <laughs> it's easy to come back in a year of your review with a document and say these are the major points like fucking yeah Far Cry 6 Horizon Forbidden West Resident Evil Village Hogwarts Legacy Gotham Knights Fable Suicide Squad this that the other but in reality when you when you were living it it was like a build up to a presentation that had one or two of these games in and everything else was super forgettable yeah and presented what- and presented in the weirdest fucking way ever but that's kind of what I mean. Like this yeah. year, it felt messy. Like you had to watch a two-hour event to, to get one thing that was interesting. Whereas E3 at least kind of makes people bring their best sort of game forward or yeah. their best thing and and focus. It seems to th- it just seems to focus them a little bit more. Maybe that's yeah. what I'm kind of mean. Yeah. Well, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens this year. It'll also be I, interesting I like to see if we're game still fest. on lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> I like Summer Game Fest. Like, don't get me wrong. I think that they did Summer a great Game job. Fest was the most pointless fucking thing ever. No, that was the only reason, only way that I managed to keep track of everything that was going on. Because they were, they put out a calendar of events. They did like releases and stuff. Like I think that, and they told you where to go to watch stuff. Like without that, I would have been like all over the shop messaging uh, you boys. Yeah, going. I, guess so. I, I prefer Jeff Grubb's summer game mess where he was able to <laughs> yeah. scarily accurately predict when most of these things were going to happen. Oh, I, right. like, I think it's just, a, I think it's just that so many of them were bad. Like we all remember that first EA one, which was basically like, there were Star Wars squadrons and then in out Skate 4, but they didn't squadrons, call it Skate oh, yeah. 4 and they didn't have a logo. Yeah. And then Ubisoft's ones were kind of weird where, like, the big reveal was uh, Far Cry 5 that had already leaked. And then they did another one where the big reveal was some big downhill racing game. And none of the Ubisoft yeah. games we wanted to see were actually there. No Beyond Good and Evil. No, you know, Rainbow Six Quarantine or any of the other games yeah. that are still kind of like MIA. 
Um, no Splinter Cell, fuckers. Still no Splinter Cell. Microsoft's one, do you remember that weird one <clears> they did first where the big hook was Assassin's Creed Valhalla gameplay and it was not Assassin's Creed Valhalla gameplay. Like, I think too many of them oh, yeah, fucked us yeah. over in one way or another and yeah. it left a bad taste in their mouths. I, do you know what I think? Uh, Chris said it. Like, it's, it's shouting, you know, who wants to... I think he said, who wants to be trying to shout against all those other people? I think that the, your analogy is good, but I think it's wrong for the for the right reason, which is when you get something like E3, it makes everyone try and shout louder and try and shout in a clear voice. Yeah. But when you kind of had what we had, it was just like a murmur for the whole of <laughs> summer with little like, meh, meh, occasionally. Yeah. I like I like the shout off. I like getting everyone in the yeah. room and trying to beat everyone. And Well, there was also that weird thing, and- right, where it was almost that game of chicken between Microsoft and, and Sony about <laughs> right, who's yeah. going to reveal, who's going to show their hand. And that was like really fucking annoying. Just and when and this event, yeah. That and, event. and guess what? Now yeah. that it's all said and done, no one gives a shit. Like it, it you shouldn't have. Ah, anyway, that's me ranting. <laughs> uh, yeah. Getting a, getting a bit getting a bit Jamie there. All right, going into August. <laughs> or have I missed anything? No, yeah, going into August. No, no, you're, you're good. Uh, now this this is okay. So this is where we get four guys. All right, which uh, yes. I guess maybe it's because we had got access to Fall Guys beforehand and we streamed it, right? Because we got it before it uh, released. So they did this big kind of like streamer push and influencer push and we managed to get our hands on some copies uh, and we streamed dead, it. Dead, before it ever came out. No, you're not going to go anywhere. No one's going to play it. Uh, that, that was my hot take. And <laughs> hey, that's I what, said the same thing. But that's what hot takes are for, Jonesy. We shouldn't be ashamed of that. But uh, Don't forget well, the other side to hot takes. Trash opinions. Exactly, that's the yeah. important one. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, maybe maybe Falls Fall Guys didn't stick around uh as long as majority of people thought. Uh I mean still doing fine. Uh but yeah, they made their money and moved on, right? Like Sony bought them for their PlayStation Plus game the month it released. So you know, they've made their money, they're laughing all the way to the bank. They're still updating the game. Uh they've had all their interest and they're keeping going on. But I think when we played it, we kind of said Fall Guys is great, but much like what you said, I guess, about Among Us, I could very clearly see where they needed to take that game to be like one of the all-time great party games. But right. it, it seems that they're not doing... God. They're not listening to me, guys. If only, and- if, only, if only either of you two were game developers, you'd have single-handedly taken two of the most <laughs> successful games of the entire year and made them even more successful. Yeah, exactly. You can always be better. Jamie, just remember that. Million, millions of dollars left in the table, and who'd have thought that the only secrets to it were two <laughs> random editors sitting in, <laughs> sitting in around England? I think the problem is, and I think what happens is that like, when you play these games, obviously you have your opinion, and then you're like, oh, I can, if they did X, Y, Z, it would fix it. But yeah. of course, what we mean is it would fix it for me. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Their problem is they have to fix it for millions of people. Yeah. And some people. No, they're, yeah. they're doing a good job dealing with those games for the masses of people that play it for sure so there you go um a very interesting one microsoft flight simulator came out fellas and this was like what a great game i was i'll be honest with you i was fucking surprised by the reception that this game got yeah it did kind of blow up yeah not the plane or anything but you know no yeah well, because it's such a fucking nerdy thing, isn't it? It's like you're just flying a plane. That's yeah. That's all it is. 
but it is pretty cool in its own right. And uh, Jonesy, you streamed that with your dad, who is a pilot. I did. My dad is a commercial airline pilot. And uh, yeah, we sat down for a, like a two-hour live stream of flying. I can't remember when we flew. Like, did you I think fly to like Edinburgh? London to Glasgow. Edinburgh, maybe, yeah. No, and it was cool. And it's because actually him telling me this is how you this is how you actually do it and this is what this means and show it and did a pretty good job until I nearly crashed it on the <laughs> runway right at the end. But that um I played a lot of that, a lot more of that game than I thought I would, once again, thanks to um Game Pass. Oh, uh, stop being such a, a, I think stop being such a fucking corporate chill, Jane. <laughs> oh. I'm here, I'm here. Stop being such a corporate chill. Um no, I know, right? Super <laughs> shield. But I think if, if people... That game did blow up in a weird way, but one of the reasons I, for me why it was so captivating was just how good it, good it looked. Yeah. It looked absolutely phenomenal. And when you get into that game and fly around, like it's kind of like, oh, that's what it is. It's not exactly a game. It's just a simulator. But I defy anyone to not get into that game and kind of just enjoy the heck out of at least a half an hour of going holy crap this game looks incredible yeah. like and the stuff that you can don't do get me it. wrong i haven't played it in like two or three well, months have you, have you heard about the um, update that's that's coming out uh no but i, I have oh, been waiting shit. for the update it, it's, oh, like, it, it's kind of mental dude they they're tracking like real-time weather and adding it into the game so i thought that, that was already in it i thought like snow and it. and like oh, all that shit. yeah like mental okay shit. yeah so like that, if, okay, that's cool. if it's snowing in in Edinburgh, it'll be snowing in the game. So I'm I really want is an update with uh, different types of aircraft because they didn't have any like fighter jets or anything like that. And given mm. how good that game looks and how nice it is to handle those planes, I, in my mind, I'm like, just let me cruise around in a fast yeah, jet. Like that. Yeah, yeah. But Chris, you didn't tell Jonesy about the feature that I thought you were going to tell him about. Which one? Which is go ahead. The v- VR. Oh, of course. Fuck yeah. Oh, they, they're doing VR. Yeah. They've added VR in the latest update. Um, I'm it's available now. I might have to get the VR. Because I can sit. Do you know what? I could probably set my lighthouses up even without moving on this shit in my room and I could probably crack on. So I might have to do yeah, that. Yeah, you probably manage it like if you're doing seated gaming, but you've got the head tracking. That'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah, because it works in a pl- cockpit. You're not getting up anyway. You, know? you yeah. haven't got to go there and get your own coffee. That's what hosties are for. Yeah. <laughs> um, some more games that have come out. I think the uh, criminally. I don't want to say underrated, but maybe overlooked. Overlooked, yeah. Game of the year for me would be Risk of Rain Two, a fantastic game single player, an amazing game in co-op. Uh, probably not one for Jonesy because Jonesy just doesn't get uh, roguelites. But uh, yeah, a really. I'm trying this year. <laughs> I you tried are... really hard. To your credit, you are trying hard with the. Uh, Hades, which is coming up later. I wish yeah, I enjoyed. Risk of Rain 2, very fucking good game. And they just recently have announced uh, almost like a roadmap for future updates. And it's exciting, man. That game is a hell of a lot of fun. And I think more people should take the risk of Rain and try it out. <laughs> hey, it's cool. Very good. It's a cool game. I would like to play it. How much does it cost right now? Uh, it's not very much, I don't think. When are you next going to stream it? That's the question, Chris. I'll tell you what, if you pick it up and we can do a co-op, I will stream it like as soon as you're ready. Okay. So Jonesy, are you in or you're in? I'm in. I'm in. Uh, there I we think, go. I, think I, I literally know nothing about that game um, other than Chris talks about it a lot. It's cool. So I'm but it is, it. it is very much a, as bad as it can be where you unlock stuff by dying, essentially. 
you got to oh, right. you got to play right. through yeah, the yeah. game. You will not beat the game on your first fifty runs, but dying gives you the unlocked progress to get better and get better equipment. No, that's uh, you know, like yeah, like you say, like a roguelike like Hades or whatever. Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm hey, I'm trying to get down with that. <laughs> Hades <laughs> trained him. Yeah, Hades has trained me. Hades dying is, is fine. You get a sassy. <laughs> You get a sassy little response to dying. It's fine. Well, there we go. Uh, yeah, a couple of other games. Mortal Shell, which is a, a Souls-like game, which seemed kind of interesting, but I think it's kind of fallen off a lot of people's radar. Uh, yeah. Spirit Fairer, which I don't even remember what that was, to be honest. Wow. Was that that? Was it like a Wind Waker clone? No. Spirit Fairer was the furries on the boat. It was the furries on the boat. Oh, Spirit right. Fairer, one of the best games of the year. You heard it here first, No. Folks. Is it in your top 10? Probably not. <laughs> top 20, though. Top 20. Okay, fine. Yeah. Uh, and Wasteland 3, which I know a lot of people have had a lot of fun with that uh, as a CRPG. But yeah. a- again, you know, let, let's chill it. Available on, uh, on Games Pass. So again, is Spirit that- Fairer. So is uh, and, so, and so is my flight simulator. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, man, kind of crazy. Uh, this was the this was the same month that Epic had this weird falling out with Apple, isn't it? Yeah. Oh right, yeah, yeah, of course. Where um, Apple like delisted delisted Fortnite from their store, and then Epic were because, like. We- because they tried to get, they tried to circumvent Apple's thing so that they got more money from the everything people, yeah, uh, purchases and stuff, wasn't it? And Apple yeah, were pissed uh, off because uh, they thought you're trying to try to stitch them up. Look, to be to money. be entirely fair, it's in their terms of service, terms of service, and you try and circumnavigate something that's as concrete as a terms of service for being on a storefront. I don't blame uh, Apple or Google in the least, and it's kind of weird that. Uh, Epic Games kind of started to pick this fight, but at the same time, I get why they're picking the fight. But they're also kind of trying to proposition themselves as like, "Oh, we are the David to the Goliath." But it's yeah, you, you know, the the one thing that I loved that Jamie said about you know Ubisoft and CD Projekt Red and Epic Games and all of these is like, don't kid yourself, it's billionaires fighting with billionaires over scraps. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, but it doesn't exist on our level, on our plane of existence, you know? Yeah. <laughs> See, I wonder if Epic thought they were being clever. I don't think they necessarily thought they were picking a fight and thought they were being Oh, no, they knew they were picking a fight, dude. Come on. Do you on. think they did know they were? Oh, okay, maybe. I don't know. Yes, like, from because they had, I read of it, like- they had that Fortnite trailer, which they literally released on the day that uh, the iOS version of Fortnite was yanked from the platform. Yeah, the one that oh, so was like a, a mock a mock up of the the famous Apple trailer. Yeah, the nineteen eighty four I mean, Apple trailer. So they knew I mean, what they were doing. They were even they were, originally before they got pulled. Like I thought back in the before everything they they happened they they they, they, they put, uh, pushed their lawsuit. They had it ready to go the day the games got pulled. Yeah. Oh, okay, right. So they had the lawsuit ready and they had right, the trailer right. ready. The game got pulled and they're like, "Cool, <laughs> fucking." Uh, you know, execute order 66. It's like fucking, they were mental. Yeah. Oh, I see. I, from what I'd read, I thought that what happened was that they'd kind of, that was a reactionary, like, okay, let's have the fight. I didn't realize that was a pre, uh, <laughs> like they'd already, they already yeah. knew they were going to have a fight. Yeah. And um, right. I, I can tell you that as, as recently as this month, certain influence, certain influences, I should say, were being sent free Fortnite bundles that are still kind of 
mimicking Apple in their design. I don't know if you guys <laughs> yeah. saw them. Yeah, so not like no. not like it's free, but like hey, free. Yeah, Fortnite sorry, free Fortnite is in like yeah, like it's... as in free Nelson Mandela kind of thing. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, Gamescom 2020 went digital because Germany banned all physical events. Thanks, COVID. Halo Infinite got delayed to 2021 following a negative reception to its gameplay reveal, which looked so kind of trashy. But hey, there you go. Uh, and Fall Guys became the most popular downloaded PS Plus game of all time. So much for a game that we say is not really in the conversation anymore, but it clearly is. Do you know yeah. what's... So uh, off the back of what we were talking about, I actually looked up a few uh, trending things from the year and yeah. I was, uh, how they compared. I was surprised to see that Fall Guys wasn't trending as highly as I kind of would have thought it would be. Um, it does seem like a lot of people fell off that. Assuming, assuming that the trending... Google Trends thing. There's a question for you guys, how though. Much people are playing it. Do you think that Fall Guys being brought to PS Plus on the month of release was detrimental to it? Like, obviously, I'm I'm speaking long term rather than short term. Um, I would tend to say no. Yeah, I might. I don't know if I'm uh, how if that's accurate or not, but I think it is weird, though, right? Because to- you're getting you're getting it in the hands of the majority of people as as much people as you can by doing it but does that kind of yeah. minimize its long-term impact or prospects um i say no. no because their model was different right they have the battle pass or whatever they call it yeah the season, season pass. pass and stuff yeah so. I, but, but i think their model just wasn't quite strong enough in that like they had all the components constantly updated game new maps yeah uh, a battle pass with you know cosmetic unlocks along the way and they didn't push it hard enough. And there wasn't, you didn't feel like, at least I playing the game, didn't feel like I was quite unlocking enough, I was progressing enough, and there was enough variety in what I was doing in every single run. Yeah. And I think also some of the criticisms that you two made of the game's multiplayer structure uh, when we first played that beta were also valid and held up yeah. you know, through to that game's release. And it ended up being a weird thing where Season 2 came out, and I was like, okay, but it looks like it's kind of like one new kind of course or set of courses. Yeah. And now I can maybe dress up as a Viking or something. <laughs> I don't know. Whereas like Rocket League, which was, of course, the the archetype for release for free on PlayStation Plus and yeah. become the biggest game of all time. Not not literally, obviously. Yeah. Um, was far more... I don't, want to, I don't know what the good word is, but like repeatable. It was so much like... Right, Rocket League almost in the same way you can keep playing FIFA it doesn't matter if it's the same match of football over and over again Rocket League it doesn't matter it's the same sport you keep doing it over and over again Fall Guys didn't have that for some reason yeah I guess it's like Dota right for me Dota's had one map for eight almost ten years like come on like yeah. it, it, but then Dota's slightly different because oh, I think all it's more widely agreed now that all the people who play it have some kind of you know mental imperfection yeah, yeah. like they're not all there yeah completely. <laughs> completely yeah yeah totally yeah yeah, yeah. I think what the, for me the what main thing about the um, Fall Guys was uh, and the difference why it's like Rocket League we've already talked about it in this is there's games whereby you make the game so yeah. foot like football, FIFA, Rocket League, whatever, right? The the game's always the same, and then the players make the game. Like Among Us, right? It's a similar sort of thing. Yeah. Fall Guys, at the end of the day, even though there's other people running around, it's still you playing and just on your own and trying to get. Yeah, to it, the, it's still and, very much an A to B kind of thing, right? Yeah, and if you don't like half of those games that you play in the game, uh, what, what do they call them? Like uh, they're not maps. What oh, the courses, like assault course or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't like half the courses, like the tail grabbing one is, I don't like that at all. Yeah, and if you throw, 
eggs, if you throw enough of those ones in that you don't like, then you're just going to stop playing it. And it only has to happen a handful of times before you know what, you check out the game. Whereas you don't play Rocket League and suddenly go, do you know what? I don't like driving a little car around and hitting a ball. Like, it doesn't happen. Yeah. You like If you like the game, you like the game, right? Yeah. 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 It's a fascinating one. All right. Moving on. September. Bring in team play to full, guys. That's all. Well, you'd think that that's what it was looking like, but no. Let's not listen to Chris. <laughs> Uh, September brought the release of Hades, Crusader Kings 3, John Babb will be very pleased, Spelunky <laughs> 2, uh, Marvel's Avengers, oh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, which made me very happy, Mafia Definitive Edition, and Genshin Impact. Fellas, it actually turns out September was a fucking banger. Solid Born. month. Solid Born month. So I know you guys have both played Hades. Uh, yeah. yeah. Jamie, you Marvel's said it, you said it's in uh, contention for your game of the year. I think I said that at the time. It's certainly still up there. It, uh, I can say now, I can confirm it would not be my game of the year. Right. Um, but I, but I very much like Hades. I very much like Hades. Um, Something that I've been meaning to get into as well. Yeah, I, I still play it every now and then. To be honest, every time I open up the Epic Game Store like this week, I've been doing it to collect the free games they're giving out every day. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, but I could just. Play half an hour of Hades, and I think it'll always feel that way. Yeah, much in the same way Dead Cells did a couple of years ago, Chris. Yeah, and that's that's the way that I feel about Risk of Rain as well. Like, just, yeah. just do a run. Once you've completed the run, that's all you need. You're fine. Move on. You know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Crusader Kings Three was uh, a, a pretty big release for people that like those kinds of games. Um, some very interesting things coming out of it, like your you could marry a horse, and then your horse could execute your offspring or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> But I, but I will say, between Crusader Kings 3 and Spelunky 2, two examples of, like, hugely, hugely anticipated sequels that kind of came and went. Oh, especially with yeah. Spelunky 2, dude. Like, I, w- with Spelunky 1, I mean, I even read the fucking book about Right, Spelunky. exactly, yeah. And Spelunky like, 2 was like, I thought, oh my god, this is going to be fucking mental for everyone. But, yeah, it, it's just kind of like, okay. The, the last I heard of it was like, oh, Spelunky 1 and 2 is coming to Switch. Yeah, but like, yeah, I, I get what you mean. It's you think there'd be a little bit more fanfare about it. Yeah, I don't know why it didn't, you know, fall into place. It reviewed well. You know, yeah. they did everything right, but yeah, it just I, didn't. I think I actually heard more about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two than, than Spelunky Two. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two, damn good game. Uh, yeah. Was sort of ended up weirdly enough being the game that I signed off my PlayStation Four with before I oh, transferred right. everything over to the PS Five and uh, <clears throat> and kind of left. Tony Hawk's and a bunch of other previous chain games behind, but I had a damn good time with it while I played it. They yeah. did a, a stellar job of making a Tony Hawk's game that feels like what you'd want it to feel like yeah. in 2020. Uh, and your guys' thoughts on Super Mario 3D All-Stars, which obviously includes one of the best games ever made, Super Mario Galaxy? And uh, and uh, Yeah. <laughs> well, I was uh, sorry, I was about to make a joke about Super Mario 64 being better than Galaxy, but I, I, even I can't. Wouldn't nah. be able to keep a straight face. It's just not um, true. <laughs> it's 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 it, it, there. There are three good, good games that have uh, not all aged as gracefully as one another. Um, being <laughs> yeah. put in a compilation that is really no frills. Um, yeah, really no frills. Like here's the fucking games, you bitches. Yeah. But they have. They not have like, I think they've pushed out a few updates, but I haven't jumped in I to see the updates. It either. Yeah. Not like a low light of the year, but like one of the things that should have been a standout and end up being like, yeah, cool, yeah, yeah that happened. I'm just glad that I can play um, 
Super Mario Galaxy on my Switch. That that's the only reason that I bought that collection. Fuck the other games. It's all I care about. You should, you need to play it. the fact that you've never played them. Yeah. is a little bit like yeah. yeah. Um, or I'm I'm choosing the order we're doing the things right. So uh, Genshin Impact came out, and I think yeah, like you talk about Genshin Impact, I've heard way more about that than say Spelunky Two or Crusader Kings Three. Right. Yeah. It true. is a game that maybe a lot of people didn't expect to be as good as it was being like a, a almost a shameless clone or seemingly a shameless clone of Breath of the Wild. But yeah, it seems to have held its own and uh, garnered its own fan base, as it were. Yeah, I guess fair play. To, I, I, I didn't click with it personally, but yeah. Yeah. Jonesy's the just idea, uh, the idea nodding, was there. nodding and smiling. Yeah, I, have not, I haven't played any Genshin Impact <laughs> at all. And uh, the idea of a a clone of uh, Breath of the Wild doesn't immediately make me want to rush out and play it. Breath of the Wild, one of the best games ever made. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's it's great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, that brings us to Mafia Definitive Edition, which is uh, the capping off of the Mafia trilogy that was announced back in, what was it, March at this point? Um, But yeah, funnily enough... Even though I haven't finished it, but it is on my to-do list for the end of the year. Um, yeah, Mafia Definitive Edition is certainly in the running for my game of the year for 2020. As surprising as that may sound. We we talked about how weird it was that they did the Mafia trilogy and they released the second and third games. Do you know what? I Now that I think about it, actually that was kind of smart because I played and finished Mafia Definitive Edition and then tried to play Mafia 2. <laughs> If I'd have actually played Mafia 2 and 3 first, I probably would have been more impressed, and I was already really impressed with with Mafia Definitive yeah. Edition. So maybe that's why they did it, to be like, no, look how good Mafia Definitive yeah, yeah, Edition maybe. is. But um, it, yeah, fantastic game, phenomenal, loved yeah. it. It's my first play of that of the first one, Yeah, um, and I thought it was phenomenal. I think worth saying that, like, it's... it, the, You know, its age is still there. It's still an open world where it only exists to get from A to B. Uh, with the occasional police chase. But there's something about the... Clearly, there was a lot of love and care put into that uh, definitive edition. And even though the game itself was quite simple, there's not not much variance in it other than go here, shoot these people, go there, shoot those people. But something about it just... Man, it's it's the good kind of nostalgia hit that you want from these kinds of things. So yeah, it's, it's it was right up yeah. there for me, for sure. Let me just one more thing. I was just going to say, it is, if you want to play a mafia movie in a game, totally, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. I, I thought they delivered on just about everything they needed to, right? Like they, they took the story that so many people fondly remembered from the original game and they presented it in a way that, you know, was sort of stayed true to the original, but also enhanced it in all the ways you'd expect. And I thought gameplay elements built soundly on Mafia 3's foundations, but also acknowledged what was so unnecessarily bad about Mafia 3, which was that it was big and it was sprawling and it was aimless and it was all side content. It was all filler. Yeah. And they just, they you know, they went back to that Mafia 1, Mafia 2 approach, which is like, hey, what if the open world was a little bit more of a, a set dressing than, yeah. than, than something that, you know, pushed you to do mean your side activities and it benefited as a result. Yeah. Good game, yeah, it, very good it, game. It's interesting to play a game where there's no optional side quests, right? Right. Where it's you like, literally hey, go from chapter to is, chapter. Yeah, this is just a fucking story, fellas. 
<laughs> enjoy yeah. the ride. Um, but we, what's good as well is that it never puts you in a situation where you feel like you need to start driving around looking for side quests. Yeah. It, you're always in a situation whereby there's somewhere to go and you go there. Like you don't ever feel like, I'm just going to go down that road. It's like it just doesn't work like that, yeah. which is quite nice to play in that sort of setting. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Move. So I, I've kept this for this point because I think this is a, a very interesting conversation. But uh, Marvel's Avengers. Yeah. After much time. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly. I think. I, think I mean, that's, that's all. That's all the energy I've got for talking about this. Game. <laughs> like, well, if you had told me at the start of the year that Marvel's Avengers would have dominated as much of conversation <laughs> as it did for us in and out of podcasts, even spoiler casts, I wouldn't have believed you. But here we are. <laughs> I think um, there's, for me, like I'm still torn about Marvel's Avengers. I think the some of the basics were very good. Um, like I maintain that some of the way those characters feel and the animations and the way that they play are brilliant and are probably yeah. the best I've ever played um, in a that kind of game. Then you then put that into the world and what you're doing and how you're doing it, and it just falls to pieces. Like that for me is the problem with that game. <laughs> Um, interestingly because there's a couple of things that popped on my radar this week uh, around Marvel's Avengers one of them being I keep getting smashed with adverts to play, to go back and play Marvel's Avengers because now you really? can play as the yeah uh, Kate the, what's her name Kate Bishop yeah. play it now for free no extra cost and I'm like okay and I keep getting adverts for it um, so on YouTube um, and secondly I think um, was that there was a lot of talk around people saying or there was a well, not a lot of talk, but there was a tweet that then apparently just got talked about Adam for Nighton, which was someone said how Cyberpunk was being um, put forward is like they, you had to refund Cyberpunk because how broken it was at launch, and people oh, right. were saying the same should have been true of Marvel's Avengers, which is I think is fundamentally untrue. Yeah, like, it's not on Marvel's the, Avengers not on the same level. <laughs> nowhere near on the same level. Like no it had not. issues and it had bugs, yeah. but it was just a mediocre game, and I don't think they're going to start offering refunds yeah. for mediocre games. Well, I think at the time of recording, uh, I would say that Marvel's Avengers is still the... I would put it as the biggest failure of the year. Well, we've we've already said, haven't we, that there's a chance that they try to relaunch it in 2021 with um, the next-gen updates and, yeah. uh, and some new characters and some new DLC and some new content. It'll be interesting to see because I feel like I haven't played enough of that game. I, st- I would like to play more of it. Because I like the some of the base mechanics, the yeah. base characters and stuff, and I will dip every time they have a new character. I probably will dip in. The problem is I haven't installed it on my PlayStation Five, <laughs> so maybe I need to do that first. Well, they delayed the PlayStation Five version, which would have been an interesting reason to at least reinstall it. But yeah. <laughs> they're not even keen on giving us reasons to try and peek at that game yeah, again. Right. Let no, play it. It, it, so. it is this year's uh, anthem. So yes, um, probably. Yeah, come on, like a major games as a service that kind of goes, no, players have absolutely deserted and they need to go back to fix it. Like the, the, I, I, the, I, I, the, I don't I don't think the fixing it's going to get will be as dramatic as Anthem's. Yeah, sure. I, don't know, I, sure. I, think, I think what Jonesy said there about it being a mediocre game, I think that's where the conversation kind of begins and ends for me. Yeah. And I know that's a reductive way to... <laughs> To look at such a potentially nuanced subject, as illustrated by the amount of hours we've devoted to it over the year, but um, ultimately, <laughs> hey, that, we had that's to do all, something. We, well, yeah, we did yeah. have to do. But ultimately, that's all it is. Really, is it's just it's an average game. It's an yeah. average game with pure with uh, so, excuse me, poor games as a service implementation, and uh, and a long road ahead of it if it wants to get back to 
what it could have been on paper. Yeah. See, I, I kind of agree with Chris in the sense of I don't think I don't think they're done with Marvel's Avengers. Like I, I do think we will see updates, additional stuff, DLC, and I, I whereas. And in the way that we keep talking about Anthem, because we're saying like, yeah. oh, I think it, it will like, come back. I, I just felt Marvel's like Avengers everything about Anthem felt like a fucking disaster, whereas Marvel's <laughs> Avengers just felt like a shrug of the shoulders until the financial reports came out of Japan. And right, then everyone yeah. started to be a little bit more down on it. Yeah, oh, yeah, I see. Yeah. Okay. yeah, that's fair. That's like fair. prior yeah. to the news on how much money it failed to make, everyone was just kind of like, yeah, Marvel's Avengers. <laughs> Right, if if you'd have been told that it's actually doing pretty well and there's a decent audience playing it, I don't think I would have been surprised. I think I would have gone, okay, there's people out there who just keep going back to that game. But when yeah, when we found out how bad it was doing, it was yeah. a little bit more shocking. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, September, guys, was maybe one of the most interesting uh, non-game release uh, news items, but more more about game developers, etc. Because it was announced that Xbox Game Studios has acquired Zenimax and it's all of its excuse me all of its subsidiaries for 7.5 billion dollars huge massive yeah i mean 7.5 billion dollars like mad so uh let me look something up here uh but yeah so Zenimax obviously owners of Bethesda uh id you know to name a few it's kind of mad yeah it, it, it like not, I hesitate to use the word unprecedented because I know Microsoft have been in the market for a long time and they've been uh, rumored to have made other um, yep. equally as high profile acquisitions that didn't always come together and so they stuck to the slightly smaller ones for now. Yeah. I think EA um, was one of the big ones that was rumored at the right. various points. They're, they're, they've always there are always rumors like that just because Microsoft have so much money to spend if they want to spend it. But even still, I was caught off guard by this one, and we spent the best part of a podcasting matter at the time because you know the, the repercussions from this could be so far reaching and have fascinating knock on effects for the future of massive franchises like yeah. Fallout and the Elder Scrolls. Yeah. Well, we we I said at the time I said this is a great way for uh, Microsoft to buy their way into uh, console exclusives that people actually care about, right? Yes, without a doubt, without a doubt. So an interesting thing, just as a parallel, Disney bought Lucasfilm and all the Star Wars properties as part of it for $4 billion. Wow. Isn't that mad? Isn't that mad? So basically Microsoft like, yeah, that's, that's worth more than Star Wars. Just mad. Yeah, but games games make a lot of money nowadays. And do you know which games make of all the games that make a lot of money? Do you know which make games make a lot a lot of money? Bethesda games. Yeah. Uh, another yeah. aside, Disney bought uh, Marvel for four billion dollars. <laughs> so Jeez, okay, they're, yeah, they're yeah, almost yeah, saying that like uh, those are kind of they're almost like saying Xenomax is. I mean, they're not because you know that's not how it's not equatable. But they're saying. Marvel and Star Wars equals one Zenimax. <laughs> I, I see what you're trying to do. But no, I'm, but I'm, not, I'm saying it's not. That's not how it works. <laughs> I suppose, the, but I suppose because when you think about, obviously, when you talk about these um, these developers, you're talking actually about people, studios, kit, equipment, titles. When you talk about like Star Wars, like that, surely is just the name. Like that's just the license to make Star. Well, Wars no, shit. because you're buying all the Lucas Lucas art, all the Lucasfilm. 
everything, everything. Yeah, there. it's the same. It's the same. It, they're not, they're not just buying the IP scale? because that's a separate thing. They're buying the company. But is it, and you buy everything that's been released. But I almost think that you probably, even if you buy the company, there's as long as if there's nothing being made at that time, sure you own the. Like, do they own the back catalogue? I don't even know how that yeah, works. Of course they do. But it seems like you'd have less physical. Well, it's it's, well, it's, on the it's ground a bit more, it's a bit more difficult with. Um, do you know what I mean? Star Wars because it's like. 20th, 20th century fox owns like the the original trilogy or some shit like that like it's it's a bit messy but yeah effectively let's put it this way i can't imagine there were many buildings yeah. computers like all that sort of shit in the same way in the same scale i'm sure there was a bit of that with um the acquisition of star wars but i can't imagine it was on the oh, scale dude, of- the, the value of these sales are all down to the ip you're right in terms of that but don't don't underestimate the fact of the officers and the people yeah, I'm not. Hey, I'm not undervaluing <laughs> the people. I'm just. I'm just saying that the name Star Wars is probably is worth a. F- it just that it to me blows my mind. I know. I'm, like I get this. They don't spend as much, but that to me, like you're basically buying the name. And with Marvel, you're basically yeah. buying the rights just I, to make a Marvel. I, movie. It just I, I hear that. You keep using the word just. Because when because when you buy yeah, when you, you when you buy are, Zenimax, are the two biggest entertainment for, like non video game <laughs> entertainment properties of the entire de- like last decade perhaps even century like what do you mean just buying Star Wars or just <laughs> buying Marvel no because it's because it's literally you're just buying the name and the yeah, name is worth so much money that's all you Ex- need that's yeah that's my point then why I'm use the word just like it's a bad because, thing no it's not I'm saying it's literally like you're basically paying for just a name you, you're not attaching value to things necessarily that come behind it whereas I want to say with Zenimax you're attaching value to you know all of the infrastructure behind that and the people and the and what the whatever they're doing yeah, but at hold the moment, on Jonesy, you forget, you're you're buying an like an infrastructure. if you buy Lucasfilm you're buying Industrial Light and Magic oh okay alright I hadn't thought about that I, I, I still don't think that the stuff behind it is worth any. I still think it's the Star Wars. It's like Star Wars. We own Star Wars. That name is worth the just that name to use a word. Yeah. Uh, is, it, like, is it kind is of like what you're saying is that when fortune. Disney bought Star Wars, Disney had to take the idea of Star Wars and do something with it. Whereas when Microsoft buys Zenimax, they just kind of like, yeah, you guys all keep where you are, keep doing what you're doing, keep working on the next Elder Scrolls game you're already working on. It's almost like the yeah, it's almost like they've bought an infrastructure to produce something new. Whereas when you, if you're Disney, you buy Star Wars, you can do whatever the fuck you want, but just because you tied Star Wars to it, it's worth four billion. Whereas I think like the me, dif- like, like the difference between uh, it's like the, the difference between buying infrastructure, buying the buying buying the right to make Kit Kats or buying a factory that already makes them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's one. One is the one is the ability yeah. to produce things by a lot of people with a lot of abilities, and one is going. To be fair, we just want the names because then they're a license yeah. to print money. So you you're saying that's why the disparity in in value. I'm I'm saying I'm saying that that yeah, there's four billion maybe under like underplaying how much like those things are worth in that sense. I don't know. The, the the difference in value is 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 somewhat startling to me, and I'm sure there's yeah. more to it, and I'm sure there's weird stuff about you know technology and 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 the different industries, and obviously video games can generate a lot of revenue nowadays, in some cases more revenue than movies, but they yeah. don't necessarily consistently do so. I no, don't that's true. That's true. Like yeah. the grand, don't get me wrong, Grand Theft Auto is of the world. Like fuck any movie. Like Grand Theft Auto <laughs> makes a Grand Theft Auto makes a billion dollars in three days, let alone in its fucking yeah. whole cinema run. Like yeah. Wow. Uh, I wonder how, how much Skyrim is made. I don't know. I wonder if there is a dollar value to it. I always wonder with games that are, have been out for nine years, where it's like you can't just multiply it by $60 anymore, can you? You can't multiply no, sales no. by 60 
There's a weird um, thing with movies as well because you can make a movie in a year and you put them and you put the data out there into the world and it exists and that's it. With games, it's like it takes you seven years sometimes, eight years, yeah. nine years. You've then got to support it. There are patches. There's an infrastructure. But, you've got to have the hardware. You've got to do. You can't just go now. It's in the world that exists. But you've kind of got to, this. In spite of all that, games traditionally are still cheaper than movies. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. true. There, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of games which are pretty so, much much more cheaply. How about this? Uh, as of just a very quick Google search, an article from January 2014 puts Skyrim at 20 million copies sold. Wow, 20 million, 20 million. copies! Actually, that's not. I would have thought it'd be more, given how. Sort well, of that's in 2014, dude. Oh, 2014. Sorry. Yeah, the game oh, came okay, out at the end of 2011. Yeah, that, by now I imagine that's got to be a lot more, right? Like a shit type more than that. I mean, 20 million times by $60 is $1.2 billion. So I doubt they've made that much money, but you can okay. make a lot of money making popular video games. And, and an, article, sure. an article at the end of 2011 says that Bethesda has shipped 7 million copies of Skyrim, garnering $450 million in global sales. That's in the, year, the- that, that's in the year that it was released. So, yeah, like, well, I guess, yeah, because in the year it's released, the, the closer to release you are, the easier it is to multiply the sales number by 60 and have an accurate yeah. figure, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But just saying, it's like, it, there is big money to be made here. Like, if you if you take that kind of thing and you, you project it, because this is obviously what they would have done, right? They're like, how much money has it made so far? This projected to the next release, this, that, the other, right? Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. interesting. I think Microsoft really, or they they just made a 4D chess move, a real five head move, and they knew that uh, <laughs> yeah. if they rebooted Brink and made Brink two, then they'd just print money. True, true that, true that. Well, there we go. Um, and yeah, capping off that month, fellas, CD Projekt Red walked back their stance on mandatory crunch, announcing studio wide six day weeks ahead of launch, which seemed to be. I, I kind of felt that up to this point, all of their delays and everything were kind of kind of met with, um, oh, how to put it, people were taking it in their stride, right? They were like, okay, sure. if, you need to, if you need to delay this game because it's the <laughs> fucking messiah of gaming and it's the most hyped game, like, almost Can ever. Can I just throw in, yeah. imagine if they hadn't crunched. Yeah, if, yeah. Then we'd have a buggy mess this time next year. <laughs> or, or we'd have an uh, absolute shit show this year. <laughs> It'd be. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder what the state of that game was back then. Jesus, yeah. Uh, Doesn't bear thinking about, does it? But yeah, I kind of feel like this was the beginning of the end for CD Projekt Red, right? Yeah, where because up until this point, it was like, look at this developer. They look after their studio. They give away free DLC. They don't do microtransactions. You know, it's like people were on CD Projekt Red side as a developer, never mind the games. But this started to kind of, I don't know, tarnish their reputation, as it were. And yeah, maybe the the start of their downward spiral, as it were. We didn't know at the time, but maybe it was with hindsight, yeah. Yeah. Okay, but then, you know, that, that brings us to October, which saw the release of Rogue Company, uh, you know, Famously backed by Dr. Disrespect. Uh, Crash yep. Bandicoot 4, uh, following on from the uh, remakes of previous Crash Bandicoots. Star Wars Squadrons, FIFA 21, and uh, 
one of Jonesy's favourite games, Watch Dogs Legion. <laughs> Very a good we- game. Yeah, well, a weirdly muted month, though, probably because of what they all knew was happening in November at the time. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of strange. It's it, yeah. it's almost like the the entire year has the spectre of cyberpunk kind of following it around, right? That that's even more crazy now because you've got to think about all those games that moved around their release schedules. Like <laughs> were really worried about that game coming out and dominating the market. And now you think like they must they must have thought shit. We should have kept our release date the same, and we would have. Probably, uh, uh, I think they were right to know. to be cautious, especially because it. Oh, they were. Oh, of course, it they were. is yeah, still course. dominating the sales. But there you go. Um, but yeah, no, nothing nothing overly kind of crazy going on here star wars squadrons being an ea game that isn't uh, riddled with microtransactions so you know fair enough uh fifa 21 which is just more fifa fair enough watchdogs legion is probably the most interesting release of that month uh yeah well i i thought it was the only, was the only game of the, of the rest of them that i actually played but <laughs> i thought that was that for me was a strange one because Watch Dogs Legion was something that was talked about a lot in the in the couple of years leading up to it with its developments or what else, I can't remember the first time we saw about it but yeah well it had a, it had a big delay game. right uh, yeah I don't know how long the delay was but it was it was reasonable yeah yeah which um, Jamie do you know how long that that delay um, was for, it was from the start of the year till October yeah so we talk yeah which we're talking a long old, long old, like it was um, going to be in that March kind of March April period but it's um. For anyone who hasn't played it, because it does, I don't, again, it's one of those where I'd be interested to see how many people were actually playing it, how many people bought it. But um, I think they did a really good job with that game of making an engaging, like, fun sandbox where it is what it tries to be and it does it really well. It's it's never going to be like, I'd be surprised if many people were saying it was going to be their game of the year or anything. Yeah. But a, a very enjoyable game, a fun game, a cool world. And yeah, nails a lot of stuff. Gets a lot of stuff wrong, as you'd imagine, but hey, what are you going to do? Yeah, is what it is. Uh, is what it is. Look, obviously a couple of other things going on, but I'm going to fast forward ahead a bit because uh, Cyberpunk 2077 went gold. And what I love here is in the document that I'm reading from, it says, Cyberpunk 2077 goes gold. Lol. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what does that mean? Like now, what does that mean? No, now it gold? means abs- absolutely fuck all. But what it used to mean back then is the game is done and it's been sent to all the, uh, you know, it's been sent for print, basically. Yeah, yeah. It basically means we've run out of time to. Uh, this is the the latest we can with uh, uh, we can wait to uh, to wrap it all up, put it all on a disc, send it to Microsoft and Sony, and beg them to ignore all the glaring errors <laughs> and make false promises about how much we're going to do to get it in a far more playable state by the time it enters general release. Yeah, little did Which we know. Which apparently is a thing that happens. Yeah, little did we know that uh, <laughs> Microsoft and um, PlayStation probably went back and said, mm, "No, I still need to fix it." Which is why we got another delay. But yeah, uh, interesting because at that point we were like, "Oh well, the game's definitely coming out now. There's not going to be no no question about it." Little, the game's done. Come on, the game's it's done. They've just got to tweak some stuff. And, little did know. we know. Then, fellas, November, November, PlayStation, Xbox. Let's fucking go. Demon Souls, Dirt Five, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Destiny Two, Beyond Light, Astro's Playroom, Bug Snacks. Godfall, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War, World of Warcraft, Shadowlands. It was a big, big month. Big, big, month. big, big month. Big, big month, fellas. 
and a, and a fun month to be a gamer. I enjoyed getting a PS5. I enjoyed playing a bunch of those games. Um, it was nice. It was nice. In a in a shit year, November had a few things to be excited about. Obviously, not everyone could get their hands on the consoles they wanted to, which is <laughs> the the kind of the flip side of this yeah. this story, which is a real shame. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm glad that those consoles came out the way they did, and I've had a great time with the PS5 so far. Hell yeah. And uh, a lot of Was, a lot of big profile games there as well. Yeah, for sure. I, I think for me, the standout from November, um, if I had to like pick one experience, I mean, Astro's Playroom on the PlayStation Five was was a very fun introduction to yeah. that world. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think they they absolutely nailed um, for me. Miles Morales releasing on the PlayStation Five was a joy to play and be. Um, and to just be involved with that, like uh, like you said, it sucks that loads of people haven't been able to to join in with that. But I think Sony played a blinder, and yeah. having that specifically that game to get your teeth into and to look at the gorgeous world that you can run on a PlayStation Five was was pretty epic. Yeah. And what about what about your time with Demon Souls, Gen Z? Uh, <laughs> probably the most impatient gamer I've ever known playing a game that probably needs the most patience. I've I've been really enjoying it. Like, if you had to ask me what was a better game, Demon Souls or Spider Man, I would or Miles Morales, I'd probably say Demon Souls. Um, wow. Based on that, that surprises me coming from you. Not like not you not to is, be offensive or anything, but yeah. <laughs> based on like how how you as a gamer, how you play that game and how, those games and how you, like it feels like Spider Man Miles Morales was a was a great game and a, a really enjoyable experience. Yeah. But if you had to say to me as a game, what has more kind of like impact? Yeah. I would, I'd probably go Demon's Souls. I mean, it's, it is close. It is close. Um, and I'm only, I think I'm only like four bosses in or something. So I've got a long way to go, but I'm still playing it. And Mars Morales was, it wasn't a full game. So I wouldn't have expected it yeah. to be. Yeah. I'll bore off. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a, whatever they call it, a three quarter length or it's a, um, it's a set, it's a, portion of a full game it's not a full game yeah. of its own rights and then but then again demon souls is a remake so it's not a, again that's not like mm. a modern era um yeah i kind of feel like out. 2020 has really been the year of remakes isn't it but yeah didn't we say that last year as well yeah <clears throat> it's the ramp, it like ramping up yeah um maybe but yeah what about valhalla both of you guys have played it right i'm 30 yeah. hours in 30 and hours um in. Yeah, and I'm still very much enjoying it. I still have the motivation to push forward, which is good because you need that in Assassin's Creed games and the second that motivation <laughs> leaves you behind, you're in deep, deep trouble. Um, yeah, I really did kind of grow into it. Uh, I really wasn't sure at first about some... I didn't like the combat particularly. I actually think I went on a podcast a couple of weeks ago and yeah. said a couple of really negative things about the game when I was about five or so hours in. Yeah. Um, and it's improved since then. And I think some of that is, the, is a sort of a Stockholm Syndrome-like effect. <laughs> where you keep playing that game, you keep pushing forward, and eventually, if things don't win you over, you just get used to them. Yeah, um, you, you tell yourself that everything will be all right. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, and I'm so determined to get it done, because you guys know I don't like having games like that hanging over me. Yeah. Um, especially, I'm the same, Jamie. I'm the same. Oh, yeah. You and me cut from the same cloth in that respect, Jamesy. Uh, like, for example, I couldn't imagine having as much as 20 to 30 hours of a game like Death Stranding left, like hanging yeah. over my head for an entire calendar year, no less. Or I even like imagine. two hours left of Bioshock. So know. here's the weird thing. I'm more okay with that because that always feels like 
sit down once and get it done and it's finished. Who cares? Yeah. But when you know you have 30, 40 hours or something left, it's like, <laughs> I'm basically never going to finish it. And yeah. that's depressing. Yeah, I get you. Um, yeah. I, so... Uh, what, and that's a which is worse? What, the lo- not I, I, the I think, bigger one I think, is worse? I think, I think falling off bigger games is worse because you have more of oh, a mountain awaiting you if and when you go back yeah. to it. Yeah. Oh, right, okay, okay, yeah. I have a question for um, both of you. Uh, Valhalla or Odyssey? Oh, Odyssey. From from what I've played, like I've, I'm probably only 10 hours into Valhalla. I, I purposefully stopped playing it because I want to get my teeth into that and I knew that it was the wrong time to Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I've got, because I had, I st- I've got a, like a one enemy still to defeat on Legion. Yeah. I started playing Cyberpunk. But actually what's happened with Cyberpunk weirdly is probably going to be quite a good thing because I'm tempted on to put that on the back burner until February because I almost yeah. now given that what they're going to do to that game etc etc so I might have some- just, just in time for your brother to get you Ghost of Tsushima yeah? <laughs> oh don't that's going to have to stay in the plastic until like April <laughs> it's it's bloody not you, I'm going to log on on Boxing Day and you're yeah, going to be 17 100% yeah, yeah. yeah. it's because I'm like a kid who gets toys at Christmas and I have to play with everything but yeah so I've, I purposely stopped Valhalla before I got into it so I think I was like 10 hours in um, which is long enough to get through the whole uh, intro prologue stuff blah, 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 yeah. and get into the game properly um, a very cool game looks great although I will say at the moment probably Odyssey for me too it just feels better and less some of Valhalla feels janky. I'll say it like that. Like yeah. some of the stuff doesn't work very well. Like Jamie alluded to it, some of the combat doesn't feel great. I've had bits even where I'm at where I tried to raid a place and the music's going da 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 and I'm like I've fought everyone and there's nothing to do. <laughs> and then you realize there's one guy who's glitched out a bit and has just janked into a little uh, area on top of a building and and you've I had to like go find this dude by just scanning everywhere until I could find him and then sort of manage to shoot him in the head from some weird position because yeah. it had just broken a bit. And that to me is, is a little bit representative of the experience I've had so far, which... But I mean, I think that's yeah. been emblematic of a lot of Ubisoft's releases this year is jank to be a word for it. Yeah. But to be fair to it, Legion had didn't have anywhere near the level like Legion at least like felt fine in most respects. Like you didn't have stuff like that. There was other jank to it, but yeah. it was it didn't feel the same in that way. It didn't feel like the world was a little broken. Yeah. That's I I do get where you're coming from, Chris, and that like twenty twenty one is where there's you know they're gonna have eyes very closely on them because of the post Ghost Recon breakpoint drama, yeah. the delays to games like Watch Dogs Legion, Rainbow Six Quarantine and the game that at the time was known as Gods and Monsters. I think they just about got out of this Christmas period okay, because Watch Dogs was in a good state. Valhalla, people have been able to overlook some of the bugs and the the jankiness, and Immortals seems to be fine as well. But certainly next year... People look at certain games and and see that... It's it's almost like you look at at a building that's kind of like a little bit dilapidated, but it's okay because next to it is a building called Cyberpunk that's on fire. (laughs) <laughs> right, maybe, yeah. <laughs> Big test, but now it becomes uh, Far Cry, right? Yeah, that Far game's Cry already 6. been delayed once. Yeah, uh, that's that's a big one for 2021. Where is that going to be their next f- their next big release? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, there's going to might be a smaller one along the way. I, th- I still think that weird like uh, downhill biking kind of yeah, uh, you okay. know, East uh, uh, you know, X Games kind of thing is still coming out at some point. Yeah, but that's a game where like Ubisoft need to show that they're still on the right track in in terms of like 
getting up to the levels of AAA quality and polish that they were demonstrating a couple of years ago when they had a really strong year, yeah. but also breathing new life into a franchise that I think needs a couple of new ideas, um, and also showing what they can really do with a game that has had the most time of any game that they've developed so far to bear the current generation of consoles in mind. Um, so we'll see. Lots, yeah. to, lots, to, lots to live up to. Yeah. Any, any of the other games you guys want to chat about? Um, not not in any real uh, great depth other than to echo Josie's thought and say Astro's Playroom, uh, low-key, yeah. one of the best games of the year. And um, I, am, can, can, I can confirm I should be getting Demon Souls for Christmas. And although, uh, without <laughs> going into too much detail, I'm not going to have a conventional Christmas this year and that will hinder my ability to <laughs> receive the things I believe I'm being given yeah. or gifted. Um, hopefully, I will be able to share my pain with that game uh, in the near future because it's the first Soulsborne game I've ever bought yeah. um, since since the first Dark Souls. Oh, please stream it. Yeah, please stream it, dude. Well, I just don't know when I'm going to get the game and, and what work will yeah, be like. If I, if I was having a normal Christmas... When you Christmas, get it, stream it. No, but if uh, if I'm if I'm back working as normal, then I then I can't. It'll be the same as the last three four months have been for me. It's just too too difficult to yeah. t- to time and to plan. But I'll try. I'll try. Yeah. All right. Okay. Anyway, guys, and then coming up to the end of the year, December, with uh, Immortals Rising or, or Immortals Phoenix Rising. Fine. Who cares? Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is finally I say, uh, released. Immortals Phoenix Rising. Let's just not. See, I'm gonna actually buy that for my wife for Christmas because that's the one game this year. She's that seen is like Chris. Do you remember the episode of um, The Simpsons where Homer buys Marge a bowling ball? <laughs> she no. She saw it and she's asked. She asked for it. Yeah, fair enough. And, I, the, and the, you know what? It it looks like a fun game, and I'd certainly be tempted to play it if I didn't uh, have a few other things on the go. But yeah, yeah. But actually, I, went the other way. She nearly bought it for me because she wants to play it. <laughs> oh wow! I'm, I'm oh, looking forward to that game. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting that for Christmas as well, Jonesy. Nice. Right. But the big one, fellas, I guess, is uh, Cyberpunk 2077, which after. <sighs> almost a decade in development finally came out and it wasn't the game that people thought it was going to be <laughs> uh, played with bugs almost unplayable on previous gen uh, I was lucky enough to not have as much of a problem playing it on my PC but yeah just kind of uh, as we mentioned in the previous month it's a burning fire it's a house on fire and uh, CD Projekt Red fallen from grace their stock has plummeted, as Jonesy alluded to at the beginning of the podcast. And people are kind of trying to come to terms with the the messiah of gaming being a false prophet. It's a this what a time to be a, alive, fellas. I feel like some of it isn't their fault. I'm gonna put that out there. Like I feel like some I feel like we've talked a lot um, in this review of the year in ways that games that should have performed didn't perform, games that shouldn't have performed have performed. Yeah. Um, you know, like what we expected, what we haven't expected. And I do think there is something to be said for in the games industry specifically, um the perception of the gamers in general and how things are going to be and what they're going to be. And just because something doesn't do that, we go, well, then it's shit. <laughs> the difference with this is they've had a lot of, they've brought a lot of the shit, like the bugs and, you know, yeah. we've talked about before and a lot of people have covered. But I think fundamentally, it's still a very good game. It w- No, it will be a very good <laughs> game. Um, yeah, I think, I think at the moment, if you are lucky enough to not be 
plagued, like literally plagued with bugs, I think you will have, it, it's a highly enjoyable game. That's what it is, uh, especially if you stick to the main but even, path. But even with the, like, I think even with the bugs, if you're lucky enough to play it on next gen, so I'm playing it on PlayStation yeah. 5, that's, it's a locked off 60 frames a second, basically. Yeah. It's almost, it's, I think it goes down to like maybe 50, 55 frames in some really chunky sections. Um, but then a lot of the bugs are things that you can kind of overlook. Um, and then a lot of what is quote-unquote wrong with that game is typical kind of R, um, RPG fare. Like people yeah. try and compare this game to non-RPGs and I don't think that's necessarily fair. We let a lot of jank go with RPGs because yeah. you trade that for being in that world. Um, but then there's a lot of... For me, the best criticism and the main criticism is the, is the lack of RPG stuff. Yeah. Is the... Is that is the stuff that's not in the game is yeah. the biggest or, or, oversight, or I think I just think. kind of might maybe like undercooked stuff. So we talk about the, undercooked. You yeah, know, we stuff, mentioned yeah. it last week where the AI it seems like they've just got a placeholder AI for like police and cars and stuff. So that's stuff that hopefully they can just take out and put in something that functions. Um, yeah. But yeah, like stuff like the crafting, it's almost like what's the point? And I I kind of. I feel bad for them with how much is going on because if we're using the house on fire analogy, though they're going room to room, right? And getting rid of the fire, but then they've gotten rid of fire in like three rooms and they're going to put out the fire in the fourth room. And then the first room just goes, it catches on fire again. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's so <laughs> you know, like the, the latest thing is this, um, uh, save corruption bug where if you have too many <laughs> stuff in your inventory and your, your save file goes over eight megabytes, then the, Say file gets corrupted and you'll lose everything. It's just like that's that's mental, and I can understand that as a bug, as being like a bug that any game could potentially get. But because it's in it's a room that catches on fire in a house that's on fire, it's like fucking hell. It's just yeah, everything more, upon everything upon bug. everything. Yeah, like yeah. I, I'll I'll say it like as buggy as Cyberpunk is, I think it's still up there for game of the year for me. I don't think it will cinch it. I, you know, but it's it's definitely in that conversation, which is mental to think about with all the negative press around it. And it's not like that negative press is unwarranted. It is warranted, but it's just a. I I never thought I've, we would be here. Let's put it that way. No, no, me, me neither. neither. It's it's weird, it's weird because I want to say like if. So we get like obviously with games, there's certain things you can hang your hat on. You can say, yeah, but they did this really well. So you can over, you can overlook this because this was really good, right? Yeah. You can overlook like Jamie talking about Valhalla. You can overlook some of the jank in the world of Valhalla because the core of it is a is an enjoyable open world game with the crazy vistas and the and you know in the combat might not be that great, but hey, you get to do these cool missions and explore and do what like you can you can do that with games and you kind of have to with a lot of games. Um, but the, with this, the problem is, I think the things you can say are really good aren't enough to outweigh how bad the bad is. And the bad just seems to get, just seems to be getting worse yeah. as people kind of go, now you've got the save bug. A lot of the bugs they've, they say they've cured don't, aren't the ones that most people are talking about, or they're not the things most people are talking about. And now they're getting smacked upside the head with yeah. uh, potential lawsuits from investors. Yeah. Could they And refunds and the fallout with Sony. And it just it seems to get worse and worse for them. Yeah. I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely scared of, and let me let, I'd see if you guys think I'm being, I'm being too tinfoil hatty. Yeah. I'm almost scared that due to problems with uh, lawsuits and stock prices, et cetera, et cetera, CD Projekt actually f- fail as a company. 
Oh. And then we never get we never get the game put into the state. No, that no shot. Can't, you don't believe that's a possibility. <laughs> I believe it's like maybe I'm like maybe like five percent oh. chance. You think, I, I think you think you think the biggest video game company in the entirety of Europe fails while releasing a game that sells twenty million units in its, in its launch month. In in I don't know we how it would happen. Die dies no, because it makes the biggest game of the year. I don't think I don't think it will happen, but I'm there's five you know, like there's that unrational five percent of you that kind of goes, anything can happen. Yeah. In every time I hear a new story about <laughs> Uh, the save files are corrupted. They're being sued. Um, the Sony have pulled it from the store. I'm like, is like, what would happen if they literally failed and they just said, you know, we've got to just pull the plug yeah. and we're not supporting but this hold, game anymore. But hold on, because all of this is almost the consequence of uh, the fabled algorithm, right? Because the algorithm is favoring all this negative press around the game. And, and it's almost like this. I don't think it's the algorithm. I think it's the I think it's the people like us who kind of go. Oh, everyone's talking about it, so I'm so we need to talk about it, and we want to talk about no, it. No, no, but well. we feed into algorithm. The algorithm is this like uh, esoteric kind of thing, but we talk about the negativity of it because the negativity is the most fascinating thing. But then we are reporting on stuff that we have read that have been sent to us because other people are talking right. about it, and it's the self perpetual cycle. But yeah. there is there is a lot of good in that game. But it's just not worth covering for a lot of people. Yes, and, no, that's true. And, and there's and, also a weird thing that yeah. people do. You you tend to sort of start looking for it. It's like Devotion, right? When Devotion um, came out and it got banned, someone found a thing that was dodgy in that game about the Chinese about yeah. hey, uh, what's his name, Zhao Jingping. Then people went looking for more because they knew one bit was there. So they went yeah. looking for more. I feel like a lot of what's happened with Cyberpunk is. People found shit stuff, bugs, jank, whatever. So they went looking for it. I don't think you really have to go looking for it in that game, Jonesy. I'll be honest. I think it kind of hits you over the head. That's the point. But but, but if my experience is anything to go by, you don't have... It doesn't hit you over the head. And you do have to Yeah, but here's the thing, Chris. Your experience isn't anything to go by. Because you don't represent the tens of millions of players (laughs) playing on previous-gen consoles at sub-720p at 10 frames a second, where guess what, Jonesy? They are being hit over the head with how bad that game is. Yeah, this is them. No, I'm I'm not saying they're not, but what I'm saying is there's some elements of that game which you then, once you find the bits that do hit you over the head, you then go looking for the other bits that normally you wouldn't find. And I think think that makes it... I don't know. I think the... Yeah. To Chris's (laughs) point, that makes it worse. That makes it worse. That just... That then... Like the house is on fire and it's like throwing fuel on the fire because <laughs> yeah. once you no, find the house the is on the house stuff, is on fire and the fat house is throwing and the house had fuel hidden underneath it by the person that built the house. But yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. You're, of not, course, you're but, not going out buying fuel and coming back with the fuel. The fuel's already in the house that they built. <laughs> but then Chris is then talking about the algorithm how it feeds into it, and I'm saying, but then people fuel that fire as well because they yeah. go looking for the jank, yeah. and then you can find it. Like but I'm, no, but I'm saying you don't have to look for the jank. No, that the, wasn't the point take, I made. No, but so, so you're so looking you for keep, more. It's a thing you keep saying. You're looking for more jank. I'm saying you're this. A, okay, what I'm jank. saying then is it's irrelevant. I'm saying that people, even if people didn't look for more jank, they'd still be. You don't. Yeah. You didn't have to look for a bug that corrupts saves that go over eight megabytes in data. <laughs> no, you have to look that. for that. The game is fucked in that sense. <laughs> but in that, in the Reddit thread, which is hilarious, oh, like the, the, that subreddit is pure entertainment. S- subreddits are always fucking trash fires, aren't they? Right? <laughs> but that, but that subreddit is that. It's people look at ninety percent or ninety percent, fifty percent of it seems to be people looking for more jank. 
Like that, from what I see, that is the funniest stuff that makes you laugh and makes you want to share it. I it's disagree. not the stuff, it's nothing I I've encountered. It's nothing I've encountered. Yeah, again. but that's the it's worst. Frame that's the worst thing in the world. You, 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 you are literally, you are literally, you are perpetuating the biggest meme at the moment about that game, which is that, oh, it didn't happen to me. I didn't no, see I'm it. No, I'm not. Yeah, it did happen did. to me. You just no, did. No, I'm not. No, I said the wor- I said the stuff that is the funniest stuff that you see that you want to share is the stuff that didn't happen to me because so I want to share it. I'm saying that I've had. I, do you know why I stop playing that game every time I stop playing? Because I have a hard crash. Yeah. Do you know what I don't share about that game is I don't take screenshots of my PlayStation Five saying we've encountered an error and share it because it's not funny. But what I do share and what I do think is funny and what people do go, oh look at this, is when they force even more funny memes and things to happen. You can't tell me you think what people share in that subreddit is what 90% of people are having 90% of the time, because it isn't. No, but why Why would you? No, I never even came close to suggesting either of those statistics. You did. Statistics would you be said true. you don't have to go 90% the of the people, it. 90% of the time. Yeah, but where are you pulling 90% from? Your argument is the stuff that people are sharing I'm saying, showing yeah, I'm is saying, the stuff that I'm happens saying constantly. When, I'm, saying when, I'm saying when people share clips of... Uh, characters T-posing or things clipping through each other or cars bugging out or or, or horrible AI with the exception of the se- 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 the only exception I'll make is when people figured out there were issues with the AI that could be manipulated for the sake of funny clips in which case it was expressly obvious in those clips that that's exactly what was happening the game is being manipulated for the sake of that content I think the vast majority of other stuff is people who happen to have captured things it's not like they're pushing around at the edges of this game trying to force bugs and things that I've happen. seen they I've just seen so much of that I've <laughs> seen, I've some of the so some of the most famous clips at the moment that going around of cyberpunk are people who are streaming the game and just trying to go about their lives yes. and fucked up things happen to them those Fair people enough. aren't looking for stuff it's happening they're, to them there is no no they're not i'm not saying they're looking for it i said and i'll say it again there is loads wrong with the game it's very buggy and a lot of the stuff is out there but i don't think that you can say that there aren't now people looking to force bugs and issues and things because it's funny because it is funny i'd agree i'd be more likely to agree with you if you said there aren't more people trying to force the conversation around bugs and things like that and that's i think that's what that subreddit perpetuates more than the bugs themselves I it's people it's, trying I to take it's fu- yeah <laughs> i think it just makes good content though like everything i see recently that makes me laugh and go that's yeah. mental is i've not seen any of it personally in the game which is why it's funnier to me to see it i've seen t-posing like yeah once i think no it's maybe twice i've seen some stuff where you see a repeated character in the same environment maybe twice i've seen like crap popping but none of it is that exciting and it's stuff that you wouldn't notice in a normal game but the stuff that i do think is funny and i do share and i've seen in the reddit thread is mental stuff that i've i was like wow i've never seen that but it looks hilarious that's what people yeah. do with that stuff but you t- you're yeah. saying that's not. You're saying that that's what people are getting bashed over the head. I'm, with. I'm saying I'm saying that a, a lot. I, I that a, a large amount of people experience that stuff naturally. I think the main problems with the game are really boring, like awful frame rates on the base. Yeah, I, I do. I do tend to agree textures, that they're the main like problems. Shit lighting and but people. That's not as exciting as. No, it's what, not. Someone. Sh- what did someone share the other day? Like everything in thirty seconds that's wrong with Cyberpunk, and it was a guy oh, right. who. His car jumped off a bridge, flipped upside down, crashed into a civilian and killed it. Then he started getting shot at. The police spawned next to him. <laughs> he went back to a car that then flipped onto its side. And then a guy got out of the car and walked upwards like, into the <laughs> sky. And then the car exploded and killed him. And it was it was hilarious. Man, and it was yeah. great. But oh. that's I've 
Okay, I, I, you know. I will just say this, okay, because we've got to wrap it up as well. It's been over three hours now. But what we a, finally got to talk about cyberpunk. What a perfect end to a perfect year, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like the perfect, kind of, it's like the kind of shit you couldn't write, you know? It's like fucking absolutely mental. And uh, that's why we're all living in a simulation, ladies and gentlemen. So, there you go. <laughs> I mean, Chris, your your theory gathers more momentum with each passing day at this stage. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Hey, I want to predict. I want a little prediction from any of you guys. Then, what month of next year mm. of this year, twenty twenty one? What month will we say? Do you know what Cyberpunk is playable for those people that can't? Can't currently. Mm. Or it's, actually, no. It's not acceptable on how I'm playing it. So what year? What I'm going to say. Yeah, I'm going to say June, July, somewhere around there. June, M- July. middle of the year. What do you reckon, Jamie? I don't. I don't know what you mean by accept. I, I think I need more clarification on what's acceptable or not. Yeah, because te- technically say... you could still load up Skyrim now and still be like, <laughs> like have multiple like... fucking weird bugs, right? <laughs> It's, yeah, and like, so like for example, if 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 one of our things for acceptable is that previous gen consoles have to say he hit ten eighty thirty with like a and a, a, a like ninety eight percent bug free experience, I'll say never. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I'd agree with that. I would agree with you. Okay, let's say the majority of players. I don't know how we'd measure it. I don't know. I let's not because I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you, you've <sighs> opened up a weird can of worms here, yeah. Uh But okay, but yeah. moving um, on from yeah. from the cyberpunk thing, the last most notable thing to happen in December. Can you guys th- think what it is? Um, uh, the Super Show released their uh, year in review wrap up podcast. There we go. Well, kind of that. Ooh. That we actually fucking managed to go one year plus. I think it's absolutely fucking incredible. Uh, and it's all uh, thanks to you know our I'm gonna lovely patrons. Give myself a pat on the back, and I'm gonna virtually give you guys pats on the back as well. <laughs> Thank you for joining I, us in I our last ever podcast. I don't feel like I did much to deserve that. It meant I spent over 100 hours talking to you two donuts. Whoa! Ouch. Hold on, sir. How dare you? Wash your mouth out. I like donuts. <laughs> Does this mean you want to eat us? Well. <laughs> Beggars can't be choosers, but hey, uh, but yeah, guys, it's uh, it's been an incredible year, an incredibly shit year, but at least we had the super show. <laughs> well, <laughs> what maybe, maybe the fuck I, I, I guess I do feel like that way. We were having a conversation the other day, weren't we, with um, some old colleagues of ours, and one thing that we all agreed on is that like. And hopefully the listeners can relate to this in some way as well. Yeah. Having something that just kind of like that you can not quite set your clock to, set your watch to, but something that can, you know some comes out with some degree of regularity, something reliable for us to record and the folks at home to listen to or watch along with um, has, yeah. has been nice this year. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and I think not just yeah, for thank us. you everyone for listening as well. Like yeah, to, yeah, yeah thank everyone. you everyone. Big time. You you guys make us coming back each week uh, have meaning because <laughs> otherwise it's just us chatting to each other which you know we could do without switching on the lights and the cameras uh, but yeah we really appreciate it but I think that uh, you know I think the watchers and the listeners feel the same way that maybe or at least I like to think that we provide them with an anchor for a week and saying like hey if I find these people entertaining then I know that at least I've got something to look forward to each week so you know that's something when I think of something like that, it makes me glad that we're doing what we're doing. 
Yeah, I I, I tend to agree. It, yeah. It's it, it's simple and it it doesn't require a huge amount from us, but it's nice. Yeah, yeah. All right, and with that, fellas, I and think that, you know. Oh, Chris, you're you're forgetting something, right? What? The code word for the entire year. Ooh. Oh my god, the code word for the year. Can we? What about if we just have dumpster fire? Dumpster fire. That feels like emblematic. Okay, let, let's have the code word for as dumpster fire because uh, dumpster fire twenty twenty or however you want to deliver <laughs> dumpster that dumpster fire. <laughs> I but, was gonna I was gonna say dumpster fire twenty seventy seven, but then twenty twenty's probably been more. Yeah, more yeah of big it. time. I think twenty seventy seven Cor- seems like a fucking Cor- um, paradise. What? Corona, it, <laughs> Corona, Corona, punk twenty twenty. <laughs> I think dumpster fire is good, right? But it, it did kind of. Uh, remind me of something that I wanted to ask you guys. All right, and and maybe let's start okay. off with let's start off with Jonesy. All right, Jonesy, what is your most memorable thing this year that had to do with the Super Show? Oh God, most memorable thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know. Classic. I've got uh, no idea. Jamie. <laughs> I I guess it's a Super Show adjacent, but um. For some reason, one of the first things that popped into my head when you asked that, Chris, was when uh, we were all, we got to a point where all of us were streaming. Yeah, and we first started doing some of the, something we probably should have done more of to, with hindsight, but multiplayer streams. And we got on Discord and pulling in everyone's cameras from Discord and everyone's audio from Discord, and actually being, being able to play multiplayer and and cooking up some sort of some old school kind of. Gaming, for, more reminiscent of what I guess what the ATG live streams yeah. uh, were. Some hijinks, than, some hijinks. Yeah, the, and certainly closer to that ATG heyday than we're able to reproduce when we're on our own, which we more often than not are. Yeah. Um, can, off the back of that, can I? Okay, I've thought of one, but can I call out the Among Us stream that we did with our uh, patrons on Discord? Yeah, that, that was, was cool. a lot of fun. That was a lot that was fun. wicked. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. If only we had more synchronized free time that we could do that more often. <laughs> yeah. What's yours then, Chris? Uh mine it it it's it's a toss up between two things, right? Okay. Uh so the one thing is when we were uh like all the non podcast content that we've released. We didn't release a lot of it this year, but uh I'm proud of all of those videos that we did release. Kind of mm-hmm. Labor of loves, call it, but uh, kind of capturing a little bit of that essence of what I used to love about ATG. Um, but then the other thing is actually known murderers. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love the whole known, yeah. known murderers slant so much so. And I, I even spoke to you about this last week, Jamie, that I yeah. still really want to do our own podcast called Known, known Murderers. murderers. Known murderers, man. Wow. It's like, You'd get, do you know what would be amazing about that would be how quickly we get sued? Uh, I don't know. You know, you throw in a couple of allegedly's and supposedly's, <laughs> and uh, I think I think that's how the law works, you know? You cover yourself yeah, that way. Yeah, I think way. you're right. Think yeah, you're ignore right, the yeah. fact that the podcast itself is called Known Murderers. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone on it is a... Do you know what we have to do? We have to talk about some non-murderers just to get, as a, what do you call it, plausible deniability to go, what is a feature non-murderers? Nah, that mate, been nah, because it'll be, it'll be called Known Murderers, and it'll be like episode one, Known Murderer, Matthew Broderick. Episode, episode the man two, who kicks known racist, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Some of those things, 
Oh, it's dear. basically just celebs that are scumbags and talking about how they are scumbags. Not necessarily that they murdered people, but the you know the, you know the encompassing thing would be called known murderers. It's as clear as day that? that it could be like such a fucking twenty twenty one phenomenon. Like it would do well. Yeah, you know, like you talk about like make, Netflix is making a murderer. Like I can imagine we do this podcast and then Netflix knocks on our door saying like, "Hey, you know, known murderer could be a really cool six part series." It'd be like, yeah, of course it would. Let's fucking make it. 2021, the year Let's of the known murderer. Making okay. a known murderer. Yeah. Oh, and, and of course, the other thing I, I have to give a shout out to it is the whole fucking dual shock, uh, uh, dual sense uh, controller. <laughs> it, it, yeah. It's just fun. It's just funny. But yeah, those, those are my highlights uh, among many. All right. Because it has been a bit of a wild roller coaster, but there you go. Filming in Chris's house. Booyah, booyah. And, and buffalo wings after the, the filming. Don't talk to me about food, please. <laughs> okay, fine. I won't. But yeah, with that, guys, unless there's anything else you want to say, we're just going to say let's look forward to a fucking amazing 2021. Yeah. It can't be any worse than 2020. Don't say that. It fucking can be. Uh, Famous last words uh, of Jinx. Remember when we got into 2020? World. It was like, oh, thank God 2019's over. No. No, give me, was give me 2019 on a fucking platter at this at this stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, and with that, thank you so much for watching this uh, super long, what three hour, twenty three minute podcast. It's all for you. See ya. Bye. See ya.